All right. Good night in. Good night in. <laughs> it's an early morning recording session for me and Ashley. Yep. All because we love you guys so much and we want to get you <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, Kristen. <laughs> what? It's true. <laughs> it is true. We're, we're, we're just two very different people, that's all. But I love you for it. <laughs> oh, oh, shoot. I need to adjust my mic still. Hang on. It's eight in the morning and I'm like... I'm like not awake and all groggy, and Kristen's like dancing in her seat. <laughs> you know, oh, because we love you so much. We- <laughs> listen, listen. If Jason was awake right now, he's he's he. It's funny. He got up before I did, but he and Jack are napping on the couch now. So okay. Um, he would tell you that that's an absolute falsehood. <laughs> That I'm well, a total grouch in the mornings. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I'm just saying, just, we're just so different personality wise. <laughs> like, that's just not generally. I mean, of course, I get excited about stuff, and you guys hear me excited on the podcast all the time. Um, yes, they do. Yeah. You're, I think you're more relatable than I am, honestly, with the messages we get. Maybe. <laughs> People are thank, like, thank God you guys are all weirdos like me. <laughs> People are like, oh my gosh, that thing that Ashley said on your last episode. Oh my gosh, that's so me. I'm totally Ashley with that author. Oh my gosh, I was totally Ashley like that with my boyfriend at 16. <laughs> Even one person, it was so cute. And now I can't remember who it was, but they were like, um, Kristen, I love you, but sorry, I totally am with Ashley on. Da, 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 like this whole list. And I was like, you're so funny. You like don't need to apologize. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, you guys. We know that that in general, you're going to either – you're going to relate to one of us more than the other most uh-huh. likely. It was just, just really – the way that it goes. It was cute. I was like, that's so funny. I was like, I know you – I love, first of all, that people just start – most people start messages out now like, hey, Kristen. Like, they just know that it's probably they me know. who's answering. At this point, if I were to go onto our Instagram and start looking at messages – I would be so lost because <laughs> you have a dialogue with people at this point. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to start saying uh, what I've heard another podcaster say, and I'm just going to start saying that I don't have access <laughs> to, to our social media. <laughs> well, and I always tell people too, I, I always tell people, if if you're talking to Ashley, most likely she will sign it with an A or her name. Like, That's true. Yeah. Because you'll do yeah. that with tweets sometimes too. Like if you actually go out there and like tweet something. Yes. And it usually will like go – well, I call it DZ viral. It's not like uh, viral, viral. But um, yeah, you'll like think of this like really like cheeky tweet and then it'll go like DZ viral and then that's it. You don't tweet anything else <laughs> for like – For another month or uh-huh. two. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, how that's how I social media. But hey, it it works. It works for us. So, um, yeah. Anyways, um, I had some housekeeping. I did not write it all down, so I'm probably gonna miss stuff. But that's okay. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah. 
I just wanted to – oh, I did want to say, like, a thank you to everyone who sends. We get so many more people now, and I appreciate it so much because they kind of start to do a little bit of the research for me. <laughs> but, like, um, people will be like, oh, my gosh, like, like one girl – and now, of course, I'm probably not going to have the screen name saved correctly, but um, – it was so cute because I immediately noticed when watching the live of this episode mm -hmm. that we actually saw the page number that he was reading from this time when he reads from the book. So I immediately was like, oh, better look that up. Like, make a note to look that up, you know, um, like we did with the little prints for those uh, pages. Yeah. And someone had already messaged and was like, I don't know if you saw, but we actually got to see like the page number and like. With your numerology thing, like, I totally thought, like, oh, my gosh, like, got to look this up. Like, it was just – I made, love that it's become kind of an interactive thing. Yes. It made me so happy. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, yes, I totally realized that. Like, the second um, – I was like, I'm right there with you. I saw that and was like, oh, write down that page number because you've got to research that number. And I love that people are, like, picking up on it and, like, also doing it. Like, yeah. it just – with all kinds of stuff, even like the flowers, people are like, I'm sure you already looked this up, but hey, here's some informa information on those flowers Edo was talking about. Like, I just love it so much. It, it just makes me really happy that I'm like, mm -hmm. we're like all in this craziness together <laughs> and like I looking know. for hidden meanings and all of that. So anyways, I just wanted to thank everybody who reached out and did that because it like really made me happy. Um, and then... I think that was it for like big time homework. Everything else was just like kind of random, like just a heads up, you guys, um, that I didn't even tell Ashley this, but next week's episode might have to be a little late. Like it'll probably come out later on Tuesday. Um, I'm not sure yet, but I just want to give you guys a heads up so you're not like, where's the podcast come Monday, mm -hmm. come like Monday evening um, because we have family in town, which I had mentioned last week, but Last week, they were staying with um, my sister or my sister. Yeah, my sister-in-law and her husband. Well, mm -hmm. they're on like a little two-day trek right now. And then when they come back to where we are, they're going to stay with Jason and I. So I'll have actual family like in my house. Mm -hmm. So it might make for like recording. And even I'm like, I'm trying not to be a baby about this. But the because I it means I probably won't get to live watch on Wednesday because <laughs> I would basically be a hermit hiding in right you know for like four hours uh right wednesday morning and um and i thought they weren't i thought they weren't coming back until wednesday so i was like oh no big deal like they won't be but they're coming back t tuesday tomorrow okay. so i was like okay they'll like full-on be here wednesday and that's like their first full day here with us so i'm like i probably can't so i'm like i'm gonna have to stay off social media because i don't want to get spoiled because i feel like it's kind of going to be a big episode although i feel like i've been saying that every week for like the last four weeks so i've also decided i'm going to stop saying i hope edda finds out this week because i've been saying that for like literally the last like five episodes <laughs> like oh i bet she'll find out this week so i'm like uh i'm just gonna stop predicting and hoping for that <laughs> and when it happens it happens yeah um, but yeah, so just a heads up to you guys. Um, and I think that was it for like anything big. If I remember, then I'll mention it when I remember. Okay. Do you have anything? Um, I just want to say thank you so much to everybody who has been reaching out to me to make sure I'm okay because of the fact that Ali, <laughs> aka uh, Osman, it has gotten married and 
<laughs> like shock of shocks. Did we even have an inkling he was in a relationship? You know what's funny is that all of his beautiful pictures that he would post out on his adventures and stuff, mm-hmm. I was always thinking, who is taking these pictures of him? Uh-huh. And lo and behold, he has had a partner this whole time. What and do you now know? he's a married man. But really, really, truly, um, I was cracking up that people are like, has anyone checked on Ashley? I is know. Ashley okay? It was so <laughs> funny and in one of the, i don't know if you saw it because i didn't tag you in the comment and mm-hmm. it got buried in like replies on okay. the thread but i had replied and i was like i was like i promise you guys she's i'm sure she's fine i trust me eric's pretty great oh, so yeah. oh yeah no i w- and I think everybody knows that Absol- I wouldn't yes. actually trade my husband for anybody in the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, no. You're totally right. It was but funny. it's just such a funny – like, I, I just love the running gag. and Me it, too. It made me happy that people were reaching out. <laughs> that when you finally did open up social media, you had like 18 <laughs> tags of your name being like, are you okay? Are you oh, okay? cracking Has up. Has anybody checked on Ashley? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um well, it was funny when I said that someone else replied, I think it was Marian, and she was like, oh, okay. She's like, and like, we wouldn't all be checking, like, you wouldn't be happy for Karem if this happened. And I was like, of course I would. I would even send him a wedding gift. Like, <laughs> And then she replied back with a gift. She's like, oh, I know what wedding gift you would, se- gift you would send him. And it's a woman popping out of a giant cake. <laughs> like, she's like, this would be you. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but truly, I, I hope that they're very happy. And yeah. And props to them for hiding a relationship from the public from eye. From the Turkish media. This especially. entire time. Yes. Yeah. Because he has never, I mean, unless they have like really crazy good lawyers who just pay these people off. Mm-hmm. We've never seen footage of him like being hounded or questioned yeah. or anything. And I feel like that would have surfaced, you know, if that were right. the case. So, you know, just further proves if you really, really, really want to, there are ways to completely hide your relationship. So, you know, for all the hopefuls out there that I are know. still hanging on to the John Dem ship, like, I know, you know, keep on keeping on. <laughs> One day, like years I, from I now. I can't help but hope, honestly. I know. Me too. Me too. Honestly. Me too. But me too. So. Um, that's all. Just a just a funny housekeeping for me. Well, that was a good housekeeping. <laughs> so anyhow. Um, okay. So. Oh, I watched that Mad event this week too. That oh, whole live yeah, thing yeah. they did. Mm-hmm. And I – it was funny because at first I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel so official because you had to, like, fill out this registration and you basically have to be, like, some form of media to, like, okay. get in. So, of course, I was like, oh, we're in digital – what did I call Digital media is what I – because we are technically. I was like, I'm not yeah. lying. Um, and I used the name of our podcast as, like, our mm-hmm. – I was like, well, I guess if we get denied. I think, honestly, they were letting everyone, anyone in who registered. They, I don't think they were, like, checking to make sure it was legit. But – okay. Um, yeah, it was cool because I realized I was like, I'm pretty sure Hyundai understands English. Like, mm. I know we've never heard her speak it, but unless unless some way off camera, someone was like translating stuff for her that we didn't see. Okay. Um, 
she see, she didn't answer in English, which I mean, I don't blame her. If I had even a gra- a good grasp on the Turkish language in an interview mm-hmm. like that, and I could speak in English, I probably would too. Like, you know, in my native tongue. Because there were people online who were like, why wasn't she speaking English? And I'm like, excuse me. Um, how about the fact that she even maybe knows a second language is incredible, but yeah, like, she to, doesn't have to speak English if she no. doesn't feel like it. Yeah, but she seemed to understand like when Karim was answering because, of course, he spoke perfect English. Right. Um, and it was so cute because he has this like nervous habit of like he was like playing with his rings that were on his face, like pulling them off and on and like twisting them. Like oh, he, he has these funny little nervous tics that were adorable. Um, but also, too, I was like, man, can we please have Sarkhan in more of like Karim's wardrobe, please? Because it just was like – I want to see Sarkhan in jeans. Like, I love a man in a suit, but like, he he still was dressed very nicely. I could totally see it working for Sarkhan, hmm. like not being too casual. Um, but you know, he had jeans on, and uh, I don't remember his shirt, but like he had like this nice jacket, blazer, coat thing over it. Like, anyways, I just was like, Sarkhan in less suits, please. Now that we've seen Karam all nice and casual and cozy and comfy um anyways it was really cool i'm hoping that it means good things for the the dz because this was Mm. them like internationally introducing it so to speak and right all of that so um, i'm not crazy about the title they're using internationally love is in the air i kind of feel like they should have just kept you knock on my door but um you know whatever i'm not the marketing expert so um anyways i'm hoping it means really good things for the show and it was cool to watch and um, if for some reason you guys haven't seen that, I actually did screen record Hande and Karem's whole section, and I did put it up on our IGTV channel, um, so you guys can watch that there if for some reason you haven't found it anywhere else. So nice. I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, but other than that, I think we um, I think we were probably good to start talking about the episode. Okay. Awesome. So you want to start? Yeah. So uh, we get the run in. After Ida has left, when she's just finished talking to Aidan, and then, of course, Ida overhears when Serkan sees that she's there, and then mm-hmm. goes and kind of scolds his mom. And um, so she's she hears very obviously that there's another reason for them breaking up other than what she's been told. So after Serkan leaves. Eda confronts Aidan and she poor Aidan is totally caught off guard and she's I know. like crap. And good on her. She she just keeps telling her, You should talk to Serkan. I can't tell you anything. I can't I really can't say. Mm-hmm. And to be fair to Aidan, I think that that's a good thing for her to have said. Oh, I totally I, agree. Yeah, because it's not her truth to tell. Right. And I think that her pointing Ida back to Serkan is just the best thing for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Ida won't leave her alone. And Aidan yeah. um, ends up saying, <laughs> she ends up lying and saying that it's because of her. And she told Serkan that they don't fit together. And of course, Ida doesn't believe her. Well, and part of me is like, I wonder if Idon purposely chose that lie because maybe she knew Ida wouldn't believe it. Like, right. but it would at least get her off of Idon's back. Like, okay, you're clearly not going to tell me what the reason is. Right. But at least she didn't tell her something believable enough that 
it made Ida go, oh, okay, like, and drop it. But anyways, sorry. Exactly. No, you're good. So Serkan sees her walking back after she goes and finds her keys. And Okay, thank you for mentioning that because it was (laughs) the third time I watched this episode that I Uh finally realized, like, I was like, did they just, like – film a couple shots and then forget something because it kind of makes it look like she's just walking back and forth aimlessly and lost but i when i was watching it last night finally i was like oh because she had to walk back to actually go get her keys from where they were but it made it kind of look like she went the wrong way because they show her walking off screen okay and then all of a sudden she's walking back on screen from that direction almost like oh oops i went the wrong way and okay. I was like, why did they do that? It makes it look like she's lost and she's obviously been there plenty of times. But yeah, it took me until the third time to realize, yeah. oh, she had to actually physically go retrieve her keys. So yes. I'm glad you said that because I was like, I wonder if other people were confused about that too. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's funny because they do show her when she first arrives – last episode, when she first arrived to talk to Aidan, mm-hmm. she's got her purse in one hand and her keys in the other she sticks her purse next to her and she throws her keys on the table. Ah. So they there's no, you know, lack of continuity or anything with that. Right. Uh, I kind of went back afterwards because I was like, what do you mean she left her keys? Because when she's checking a purse, it's obvious she left her keys. Mm-hmm. But um, I was thinking, did they show that or are we just supposed to assume it? And they actually showed it. That's good because I usually toss my keys in my purse. So uh-huh. my first thing would have been like, oh, come on. They were in your purse. Like, That's how I am. I mm-hmm. That's where my my keys go to. So anyway, so after she, after she gets her keys, <laughs> Zerkon sees her and he confronts her mm-hmm. and because Aidan's like, she heard us. <laughs> uh, and essentially, he just tells her it was his decision because she's like, what's mm-hmm. the other reason I heard you guys talking? And he just says it was his decision and it's not going to change any- anything because everything is over between them. So uh, part of me is like, OK, I guess at least you didn't just flat out lie to her and say there wasn't a reason. But right. he did his very classic Sarkon deflecting. Like, Non-answer. Mm-hmm. Right. Like where – he doesn't really address what she's asking him. Right. Um, I do like that he wasn't, like, trying to figure out what Idon said and just agree with it. Like, well, I don't know what my mom told you, but it doesn't change anything. It doesn't blah, blah, blah. So right. she clearly knows that the reason she already didn't believe is not the reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of me, too, is like, okay, what – what we know about Edda in 17 episodes, mm-hmm. nothing about the statement, just stop digging, <laughs> says to me, like, I know she says, okay, I'll stop. Right. But I'm like, you're not really gonna, are you? Because, <laughs> like, nothing about who you are says that you will. And right. to me, all that was is, and at, at me, if that were me, I'd be like, yeah, this is further confirmation that there is something to dig for and you're not going to tell me. Like, you're not handing me a shovel, so I guess I'll go do it myself with my two bare hands. Like, yeah, just the stubbornness in me. And it's still a sketchy answer for Mm -hmm. him to say, and it's it's still a non-answer. Yeah. So I'm with you. I would be surprised if she didn't keep digging. At the same time, she's probably so tired. Yeah. So Well, and if if you're being told by the man you love but are trying to hate actively – um, that it wouldn't change anything. Right. 
Yeah, I guess I could see it being like, okay, well then, why bother? Right. Um. Yeah, I. I can see it. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess I'm just so like I've just been so like I want her to find out. I want her to find out, but I'm like, okay, clearly she's just gonna find out whenever Aisha decides she's gonna find out. Right. Um. <laughs> So I'm going to stop being like, oh, you know what? This little thing in the fragment right here is probably her finding out. It's probably right. her demanding an answer. Because obviously last week I was like, the face grab. She's telling him. There's right. something. There's this. And obviously when we get there, it's an entirely different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, I am going to stop trying to find these little hints in the fragments that say she's going to find out. Because <laughs> I literally have been saying that since episode 14. And we're now going to be going into episode 18 this later this week mm-hmm. um which i'm a very did you watch either of those fragments i almost texted you last night to say like make sure you watch them i did watch both okay because yeah. i was like i want right to talk about I them at the, the end. episode okay yeah. cool um well then we'll dig into that more there but anyways awesome. all that to be said she basically is like okay i won't dig anymore right. and kind of at that point she just kind of storms off and leaves right gets yep. in her car and mm-hmm. takes takes off um and I love this because we got a really good workout scene, but I love that it was for Edda, mm-hmm. like mostly. I mean, we did get Serkan. He's at home boxing with Engen, but it was mostly right. focused on like Edda and her frustration yes. and her letting out her anger and her hurt and all of that out on, well, not just the punching bag, but Fifi too, because Fifi was, right. you know, doing the little, those, I don't know what the proper name of those is, but Whatever the punching pads. Yes. Who knows what their real name is. Uh-huh. And you'd think I'd know because I'm literally watching Karem's boxing DZ right now, <laughs> but I don't. So <laughs> I don't even know the Turkish name for them. Like, you'd think yeah. maybe I'd even know that. But anyways, those little pads people wear so that you can punch them in their hands. Um, yeah. And it's just – it's intense. Like – Yeah. It's – well, and and the reason it makes me wonder if she's just kind of tired and mm-hmm. if she is going to maybe force herself to stop digging is because she says, I'm a fool. Why am I still running after him mm-hmm. when he just let lets me go and lets me go? So it it makes me wonder if she's kind of – maybe she has to kind of convince herself yeah. to stop digging and to just forget about it. Yeah. And or to honestly, try. <laughs> I, can, I can get that. Like I can yeah. relate to that. Like – because I think too sometimes you get you can get so fixated on like finding a reason or finding just anything that will make you feel somewhat better or like um, right. vindicated or whatever like yeah um, that then yeah that becomes even your sole focus when it's like okay or I could just stop expelling all my energy <laughs> right. expelling expending expending all my energy on this yeah i probably both would work okay um it just all of a sudden i was like is that the right word (laughs) but yeah you know so i get it she's tired um and (laughs) poor fifi and jaren are tired too they're like yes they gosh they ran out of so funny they ran out of fuel a lot earlier than edda which again makes sense because they're not being fueled by hurt and rage and we all know what a powerful motivator uh hurt and anger can be yeah um so they're even exhausted like jaren's like i just said let's go for a walk like fifi's like oh my gosh like um they're just they're trying to keep up with her and support her, but they're also like, holy crap, like, are we done yet? Yeah. Um, and kind of the same with 
Serkanen, Ingen. Ingen's like barely actively participating. Oh in my this. gosh. Like, so funny. I mean, God bless him for being there for his friend. But it, he's like, isn't he just like kind of lifting weights a little? Like, yeah. Yeah. And so he's just doing bicep curls yeah. with, with his little weights. But his shirt's all wet. Like, he's sweaty. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, Sarkhan's basically just like venting, you know, like she's, it doesn't matter that I got rid of all her stuff. She's everywhere. Yeah. You know, like I got rid of her presence, so to speak, but also I couldn't get rid of her. <laughs> like, right. Um, and so she's everywhere I go. Doesn't matter that I don't have any reminders of her, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, um, and Angan's like, okay, as if that would make a difference. Right. Like, oh, okay, even if her pres- – even if she wasn't around, like, it would help. Like, basically telling him he's an idiot without saying he's an idiot. Like, Right. Um, and, yeah, because Angan knows. Angan mm-hmm. knows. Um, I didn't take screenshots of any of this, so I don't know if there was anything specific or – No. No. Okay. It's, yeah. Um, at this point – Edda is still going at it. The girls are sitting on the sidelines just watching her now. She's, like, doing those little tire jumps and, like, um, like boxing moves with the weights in her hands. But eventually, um, she kind of gets nauseated. Like, she kind of mm-hmm. is like, whoa, like, um, maybe just overdid it or whatever. And um, – but she wants to keep going. She, like, just keeps wanting to keep going. And the girls are like, okay. Um, so this was our Edda is nauseous – or nauseated, number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's so many times it happens. Like, she gets these bouts of nausea. Yeah. Um. So, that's happening. We do get a quick once-over to F.A. sitting in a bar. Mm-hmm. He's on the phone with what is clearly his mystery partner, who I'm right. just going to keep calling Baba Ane until we are proven otherwise. Um. Mm-hmm. And basically – the whole point of this scene was just for him to say the line that he – it's time for him to teach Serkan a lesson. Like, I'm an equal partner. I have equal say. And so I'm about to show him that that's the case. So we know there's yeah. something up his sleeve. We don't know what. It was not what I was expecting. Me either. At all. Yeah. And I have a lot of thoughts about that when we get there. But, um, yeah. So that's our first clue. Then we get – Breakfast. Breakfast. Yes. Yeah. And then Ada gets sick again mm-hmm. because she smells something. Uh, I think it's the cheese and she can't <laughs> stand the smell. Cheese that Melo brought apparently, but we still oh, – she's off, she's still off screen, but <laughs> – That's funny. But this is the first inkling and discussion of the possibility that she's pregnant because they're like, oh, yeah, she got – nauseated while we were working out and then now she's sensitive to smells no big deal and it's i fair who is actually the one who suggests is she pregnant mm-hmm. and it's funny because you see jaren and fifi they all go no no and then they take a second to think and uh-huh. then <laughs> they have to really convince themselves that she's not pregnant so this kind of starts this whole issue mm-hmm. um that we see throughout the entire episode. Yes. So, um, then, what did I write? Oh, we're back at the company. Oh, I wrote, I wrote PDA, uh-huh. P- PDA, Ingen, and Pearl, but 
the way I wrote it, it looks like I wrote the word port, P-O-R-T. I was like, what did I write? PDA, Public Displays of Affection. Um, Yeah, I guess Angin is a hair man because he is all mm -hmm. over her hair. Him him and John. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And she's – it's funny because she's not really – fighting it but also she's kind of like what are you like we're at work what are you doing but she's kind of reveling in it a little bit oh yeah you totally can tell that she loves it um but then we enter in okay it's funny because i kind of go back and forth with parole this episode because i sort of was like i feel like the whole situation that's about to go down got way blown up because of her reaction to it like and maybe i just feel for Engin because Ashley can attest to the fact that I am very clueless or was, I should say, very clueless. Like, Ashley would tell me all the time, like, that guy was flirting with you or that guy. And I'm like, no, he wasn't. He was just being nice. Like, (laughs) what are you talking about? He's just being polite. Like, and you guys, Ashley was always right. (laughs) And please don't take this. I'm not saying like, oh, I just totally got hit on all the time. Like, not like that. But like when there would be an instance of something where I'm just honestly thinking it's a right some innocent interaction and she's like no like he was absolutely flirting with you yeah and all this stuff like so maybe i just feel for Engin because i'm like i probably am Engin to an extent with that right. stuff um but i just felt like her react like it's not like he was he wasn't flirting back with her like right you know because this assistant shows up for the these new clients that we're about to meet and she very clearly is fixated on Engin when she sees him Right. Um, and well, and it kind of continues throughout the episode. But yeah, Angin is kind of clueless. And Pearl is jealous. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I think I wasn't totally sure what to think of the whole situation. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really upset at either one of them. Right. I wasn't either. I mean, I, I, I was kind of like when they're at dinner later that night. I guess we can just talk about this situation Mm -hmm. Um, because there's a few different times she comes back and forth to the business and, you know, Pearl will say the – Pearl will purposely say the wrong name, like, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and – Erdem, too. He was calling her the – Well, Erdem started doing it because he was like, (laughs) oh, crap, she might come for my job because at one point she says she might be leaving her current employers and might need a new job if you ever want to change any employees around here. Uh Um, And so then Erdem gets nervous because – Ingen actually makes a comment like, oh, yeah, I might want to because, you know, Erdem is Erdem. Right. So, you know, it's funny. And um, but then like when he and Pearl are dinner that night, she's kind of I don't want to say sulking, but, you know, she's not being herself. She's not as excited about the food like she is. It's one of her favorite places, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And he notices and she basically calls him out and is like, well, you were being clueless and basically encouraging her. And he's like, what? Like no i wasn't like i was being nice like and you know even if she does like handsome men like he you know he's like i'm not interested and she's like well she didn't know that like you know and so i get i get it Mm -hmm. as a partner wanting to be like yeah you need to make that very clear not right not just be a passive participant right um so i get that but then part of me too was like but he really wasn't there's a difference between like cluelessness and just flat out like showing interest. Like, right. So part of me is like, I felt bad for Ingen, but I, I got where parole was coming from. Yeah. Um, 
but I was just kind of like, are you overreacting a little bit? But then I always am like, um, I like, I don't want to be like, uh, you know, I want to be like supportive of, of her. Cause I'm like, well, as a woman, I do, I do get that. Like I right. get having that initial reaction. So I don't want to call her like hysterical or overreactive. Um, but yeah, I just, I kind of went back and forth with this entire situation. Um, yeah, I, I think this is kind of just more proof that Pearl is not well versed in having a relationship mm-hmm. and that yeah. she <laughs> is needing to adjust to this. I mean, Angan has been in love with her for 10 years mm-hmm. and he it has been ready for this relationship for a long time. Pearl, not so much. That's so true. I think that this is all kind of going to be part of their adjustment as a couple and um, their how they develop communication and mm-hmm. the way their relationship is going to work because, yeah, she's just always had work and she's had friends mm-hmm. and who knows if she's ever been in a relationship before. That's so, true. I think this is kind of them figuring all that out and how to navigate it and okay. all that kind of stuff. Plus, they're still being secretive about it. Even though everybody knows. It's like – Right. Mm-hmm. Because, so yeah. It's kind of just – to me, it's kind of them figuring it all out. Okay. Maybe this was a good move, actually. Okay. For someone to show interest in Angan so that yeah. Pearl's like, oh, wait a second. No, he he's my man. Like, mm-hmm. I <laughs> – we're together and kind of taking that stance and yeah. being more – not that she wasn't on board, but you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, publicly on board, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, because what winds up happening is when they're at the party that ends up being the last part of the episode, um, you know, it's for those new clients and so she's their assistant, so she's there. And Pearl basically is like, okay, listen, if you don't think she's interested in you, like – she made it very clear to Layla earlier when Layla was trying to offer her coffee that ugh, she hates coffee, but she'll take green tea. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, go ask her to coffee. Go ask her out to coffee. And if she says yes, then you'll know I'm right. And I'm uh-huh. not I'm not seeing things. I'm not making this up. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what Ingen probably should have done was said, I don't need to ask her to coffee because it doesn't matter if she's interested in me. I'm not interested in her. Right. And, you know, but I get it also the egging on and like, okay, fine, I'm going to prove this to you once and for all because he does end up going and very reluctantly asking her to coffee and she very enthusiastically accepts the invitation and now he's like, well, what do I do now? Crap, I asked her to coffee. Now I actually have to take her to coffee, but I don't want to like give her false hope and then also is like, now are you going to be mad at me because I have to take her to coffee even though you're the one that told me to go and do this? Like, so, and the situation kind of leaves off there. We don't really get a conclusion to it um right it's kind of stick a pin in it and i'm sure we'll revisit it next episode but um yeah so i think that was a good that i like what you said though um it's just them newly navigating Mm -hmm. whatever this is um right so um anyway so back to where we were um now we're basically um Goes Day, who's this assistant we've been talking about. She is the clients of this couple, Emre and Osley. And sorry, I couldn't I don't remember how to pronounce their last name. I think so. it's like Ka- Cafe Siolu. Okay. 
So they're basically it's anyway. made it's made clear that they're famous because Angan immediately is like, wait, they're coming here. Mm-hmm. Like, so they're well known in Turkey. Um, and they're like, yeah. So um basically we find out that they're friends of Efes. He's yeah. the one that kind of is bringing them in because after Edda's Jeep won't move from in front of the company, she and Serkan right. have a little bit of a run in and wind up um, coming into the office and he's kind of scolding her like, well, if you took care of it, then it wouldn't suffer. And she's like, oh, you're one to talk about <laughs> taking care of things so that they don't suffer, which I mean, yes, burn. That was deserved. Yeah. Um, so basically. So then F.A. tells everybody. He greets them. He explains that, yeah, they were university friends. Mm-hmm. And of course, Asle is his wife and they want to update a house that got left to them by their parents. And it's going to be kind of a trial to see if they want to work with them with all these bigger, much bigger, mm-hmm. yeah, projects that are all around the world. Yes. Um, and then we have a lot of Layla and Erdem bickering throughout this episode. Yeah. Um, their banter and stuff. So that's kind of happening right now as well. And then in the midst of all that, uh, Asla and Emery show up mm-hmm. and uh, they have their baby with them. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I was like, oh, my gosh. So they're starting to get, like, settled in this meeting room. And I just wrote, Emre is overbearing and I'm already not a fan. Like, he he's, seems like a paranoid helicopter parent because mm-hmm. he was like, where's the baby? And and <laughs> he kind of freaks out. Yeah. He goes to get the baby because the baby is in the other room. And that's not good enough, for, I guess. Uh-huh. So, so Asley's like, fine. Well. And like she says something like, "Oh, he's he's in postpartum right now," uh-huh. which I thought was funny. I did think that was funny because <laughs> even Pearl's like, "Oh, isn't that something only women get?" And she's like, "She's like, no, I don't even have time to get it because <laughs> like I don't even have time to deal with postpartum st- stress because he's so stressed enough for the both of us that like exactly." Um, so we we see pretty early on that they have some marital issues mm-hmm. with that. That have kind of arisen ever since they've had this baby. Yeah, they clearly parent differently. She's like not so much hovering. Um, but yeah, it just he just rubbed me the wrong way from the get go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know if it was supposed to be that way or if it was just the actor really, really doing his job of being an overbearing parent. But because even a few times when he's kind of scolding her about stuff, like even when he goes to get the baby, he's like, well, I told you not to leave him out of our sight. It just was kind of like. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. You told her not to leave. Like it, you know. It, he the, he seems to think that that she's supposed to be doing everything for the uh-huh. baby, like changing him, feeding him, uh-huh. everything. Uh-huh. So yeah, yep. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. Except mm-hmm. you're both his parents. Yeah, so you're both his parents, bro. Changes diaper yourself, dude. Uh huh. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't handle stuff like that. But anyways. Yeah. That's a whole other subject, but so international projects. She international, explains. yes, yes. Um, she yeah, she says that they want to work with Sarkhan on international projects, and then I, like I already said, use the house project as a trial. Mm-hmm. And she also was like, "Oh, and Fa, you mentioned your friend," <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, Eda." Mm-hmm. And Sarkhan's like, "What does Eda have to do with it?" <laughs> 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 and she's like, well, I heard she's good at landscaping and we want to use her for the project too. So 
they're going to see if she's willing to do it. And I thought it was so funny because they're all like, well, if she agrees, then yeah, that's fine. Then she can do it. And she's like, oh, why wouldn't she agree? Oh, and they fuck. all side eye each other. <laughs> yep. Oh, so she's like, uh, okay, well, it's time for me to be alone with Serkan. And then oh, they, my gosh. And then they all look at her and she's like, the baby Serkan? Because <laughs> their baby's name is Serkan. Did we mention that? Um, their baby's name is Serkan. And so they're like, oh, we get it because she has to feed him. And so that kind of just dispels them a little bit. And um, it's funny, af- as the meeting's dispersing, Layla is out outside not outside but outside the conference room in the main part of the office with uh edda and she's like oh my gosh i thought my assistant job was hard like look at how these people run their assistant she has to like take care of their kid too she's like can you imagine if i had to take care of sarakon's kid <laughs> and sarakon overhears that last part uh-huh. and is like what are you talking about like I'm like oh nothing just you know i was talking about bebek because that's baby but she's like she means the like um, the district the district in istanbul which i thought yeah. was a was like a funny little pun to do like oh no i'm talking about the location not a person um and but then as she's walking off she tells edda like i'm gonna make you some mint tea it'll help settle your stomach blah 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 so mm-hmm. sarakhan's little spidey senses are like okay you were just talking about taking care of my child and now edda doesn't feel good like what's going on yeah and um and then edda like is nauseated while she's in the middle of talking with Sarah Khan, so she kind of bolts off to the bathroom. Yeah, because he had just told her about the project. Yes, like, and would you be okay with that? And she's like, Yeah, why wouldn't I be like? And he's like, You know, basically, we'd be working together. She's like, Well, yeah, <laughs> like that's what's <laughs> what happening. Else is new? <laughs> what else? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so she runs off into the bathroom. I so, so I wrote nauseated Edda part three. This time co-starring Osle because they yes. run into each other in the bathroom. Yeah, they're both super sick. And then Osle is like, "Oh my gosh, I think I'm pregnant again. I have all the same symptoms. I can't have another baby already. Like <laughs> this one like, can't even say his name yet. Like, yes. and we're already having a hard time adjusting. Like, right? You so know, she just kind of spills to Edda. And she's like, listen, can you keep this between us? I don't want anybody to find out. I don't even know for sure. Mm-hmm. And Edda, of course, agrees. She's like, yes, of course. I won't mm-hmm. tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, right? Yep, that's um, it. And then we have Serkan yelling for Layla. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I laughed so much this episode. Listen, Karem had so many GIF-worthy and meme-worthy moments this episode. I know. I loved it. Like, I already made a few, like, but he. I like, know. I, I, I agree. He I agree. was so funny and expressive this, with his comedic stuff, timing. Yes. Half the stuff he was doing, saying, his faces he was making, I was like, this is too good. I love this so much. Uh-huh. <laughs> so good. So he is like, what's going on with Edda? And Layla's <laughs> like, Oh, because she's stressing at first that he's, like, mad about something else. I love the way she responds to him when he's all stern. And she it's like she's bracing herself to be screamed uh-huh. at every single time. She's like, Sarkambe, <laughs> like, what? what is it? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Do I'm it. Ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> and then he's like, what's going on with Ida? And she's like, oh, um, you know, she's just a little sick. Like, that's why I was making her tea. 
Probably caught a cold. Yeah, a cold or the flu because she's kind of sensitive to smell right now, blah, blah, blah. So it kind of gets his wheels turning even more. Yeah. And he's like, listen, any changes, I want to hear about them. Like, <laughs> basically, like, Layla, report to me back about Edda. Like, well, then even Layla's like, changes, what do you mean changes? He's like, just tell me. <laughs> so then we <laughs> we switch over. To Idon and Safi, or I say, mm-hmm. as they apparently like to be called now. <laughs> um, and they're attempting the gate because after the whole blow up yeah. with Ida, basically Idon's like, I doubt she'll be coming back. And I'm I don't want to be shameful and call and ask her, you know. Right. Um, but Safi's like, I'm not the person for this job. Like, you do better with her. Like, we don't do well with this because she can't. She can't walk through the gate. She feels too pressured. Safi's not showing enough, you know, patience or whatever it is, you know. Right. But she's like, I don't want to bother Ada again after what went down. Like, it'd be too shameful. Mm-hmm. Um, so we basically are kind of in limbo there with what's going to happen with that. Yeah. So Serkan comes to get Ada because they're going to go to the house and get started on the project. And again, she has a little bout of nausea. And he's like, are you okay? <laughs> so she's like, I'm fine. I'm just – I was kickboxing yesterday and I'm a little sore. And it's I loved funny. this part <laughs> because <laughs> I was cracking up because this felt very like I ha- I also have a dog because <laughs> he's like oh I I kickbox too maybe we should maybe we should box together fight you know spar with each other and she's like no I'm fine I beat you up plenty yesterday <laughs> see okay so my subs said. Um, when he's like, oh, I box too. And he's like, you know, if you wanted to work out together sometime, you you could hit me. Like, I – so I was taking it more as like, hey, if you have anger you want to take out on me, you can hit me anytime you want. Okay. That's why I was like, oh, my gosh, I loved this. That he was like, go ahead, beat me up. Like, I know I deserve it. But that was her – her response then was, yeah, the, showed yeah. the same thing. Like, oh, yeah, trust me, I beat you up enough yesterday. <laughs> She's so like storms funny. off. Um. I would not hate a boxing scene between the two of them. Me either. Um, but anyhow, so um, then off they go. They get in the car and they're, she does eventually have him stop at the pharmacy. And it's funny because you can tell these scenes were filmed differently because when they leave uh, Art Life, it's perfectly dry and oh, not yeah. at all wet. But when they pull up to the pharmacy, the car has clearly been rained on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways. So he's like, well, why are we stopping at the pharmacy? She's like, I just I'm I'm nauseous. I'm just going to get some pills for nausea. And he's like, no, let's call the doctor right now. Like his on call doctor person. Uh She's like, for what? She's like, I'm just going to get some medicine. It's fine. And she like gets out of the car to go in and get it. Mm -hmm. And he calls the doctor anyways, of course, and is like, "Um, do you think Ada could could be okay?" Like, you know, she's nauseous. She's sensitive to smell. She's this. And the doctor's like, well, is she pregnant? And he's like, no. Uh, no, I don't think so. And he kind of starts to contemplate that, but then Ed is coming out, so he gets off the phone. Right. And then he's trying to, like, demand what kind of medicine she bought. Yes. Like, all this stuff. And she's like, listen, control freak. Like, it's none of your business. Like, I'm fine. Let's go. And he's like, well, I love it, because did you notice how he's like, well, there's a lot of things that nausea could be a symptom of, like Ebola. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I was like, this man goes straight for like so dramatic. (laughs) 
goes and straight I- for Ebola virus. <laughs> not the flu, not food poisoning. No, not- no. No, <laughs> Ebola. It's It's got to be something horribly terrible like Ebola. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And of course, he's trying to use this under the guise of like, well, if you're sick and we're working together, you could get me sick. So it is my business. And she's like, trust me, I'm the only one sick here. It's nothing like that. Get a move on. Yeah. So they arrive at the house and there's already kind of some baby chaos and fighting with the couple. And we find out that they're going to throw a party for the company. Um, at some point, all of the house stuff, they're all kind of – it's kind of just snippets as far as the actual work. Right. Um, they both end up going in to change the baby because I guess Emery can't change the baby himself. And Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> and that leaves Serkan and Ada outside together. But this is where we find out about the mimosa plant mm-hmm. because Ada sees it and she's like, oh, my gosh, you have the mimosa plant. And she kind of explains the whole way that it works, how it's called a shy plant because mm-hmm. – and I actually looked up a video of it and it's really cool what it does. Like when you touch it? Yeah. Yeah. Because it folds in on itself and kind of bends down like it's hiding. Yeah. I, I read that it, somewhere too that it was called a touch me not. <laughs> and I was like, oh, how funny. oh my gosh, like – if that's, that's not Sarah that would, Yeah. I was going to say that would be my plant name. Uh-huh. Right? A, t- <laughs> a touch me not. <laughs> so, yeah. So, he's like, oh, mimosa. And she's like, yes. Uh, sh- they say – she says that it's delicate and at the same time cowardly because this is after Osle goes back inside. Oh, see? And mine said it's withdrawn. Oh, interesting. Instead of delicate, which I I liked that interpretation. Um, Yeah. But anyways, keep going. And he says, what else? um, He says, what happens when you touch it? And this translation is not the greatest because it says dissolves needles. (laughs) (laughs) But basically it folds in on itself and folds down. And she says it loves loneliness. Mm -hmm. All her life she should be alone. Flower robot bolat. I know. I love it. So that's what its name should be. Uh huh. And he's like, "Oh, funny." <laughs> and he's like, "Should we work a little bit?" And she says, "No." <laughs> I know. I love it. Um, I read too that it also could mean um the mimosa plant um holds a meaning of secret love. I read that too. Which I was like, that's so perfect because he's having to secretly love her right now. Um, yeah. And, and I in- – Increased sensitivity as well. Mm-hmm. And mimosa flowers are often tied to themes of sense and good sensibility, which again, Logic. how much is that, Sarkhan? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like too that it point like one of the things I had pulled up about it was – the thing about that, this is where I found out they're also called touch me nots, but the more aggressive you are with touching it, the mm-hmm. even more so it closes up. Oh, like, interesting. And so I was like, okay, I like that painted picture too. Like, because the yeah. more she keeps trying to push at Sarkhan, the mm-hmm. more he's just clamming up and, you know, closing up about really everything that's actually going on. Hmm. Um. So yeah, of course, killing it with the flower meanings again and yeah. symbolism. 
Yep. This one, this website even said they can be used to show you wish to expand your life too, whether that's in terms of your career, your family, or travel. Mm. And how much did Ada expand his life yeah. during the time they were together? That's so true. Dang. Yeah. Yep. So good, good stuff. Yes. So um, then, yeah, they start arguing and then they decide to work. But then they kind of hear arguing happening inside the house. So they're like, okay, yes. let's go say goodbye and we'll just come back like – later because because the nanny quits yes yeah (laughs) can you blame her no um so they kind of are floating around outside the entrance of the house to not fully Mm -hmm. like interrupt the argument that's happening right now because basically osley is like what is happening to us like where's my loving husband like we're struggling like we're struggling like it's stress this is stressful and you know um the baby's crying, but like sometimes babies just cry. There's nothing wrong with him. He's been changed. He's been fed. He's this. He's that. Like, and Edda, uh, Sarkhan can see she's about to like walk in and intervene. And he's like, Edda, don't interfere. But she just walks in and she's like, you know what? Let me take the baby. Um, let me help. And she winds up calming him down. Yeah. And they're like, oh my gosh, he stopped crying. Like, and um, yeah. So we just kind of see that Edda is like the little baby whisperer. And um, yeah. it's going to set up for the next part of the scene. But before that happens, we get a quick over to a parent. Let's just talk about this so we can be done with it. Yes. So yeah, yeah. Celine and Federique are apparently arguing custody over a dog none of us have ever met or has ever been mentioned. But I guess it's been at the vet this whole entire time. <laughs> <laughs> this poor sick dog. Dang. So we don't even ever see it either. No, we don't. So – this poor dog, Celine finally gets a call that the dog is cured and she can come and pick the dog up. Yeah. Well, so she tells Federique because she got the call when he was around. And Federique's like, oh, great. I'll go pick pick him, him up, her up right away. Yeah. And she's like, uh, no, you're not. That's my dog now. And he's like, it was my idea to get a dog. Like, what do you mean? No, I will take her. And she's like, I've spent more time on with her. I'm the one that, like, basically took her to get treated, blah, blah, blah. So they're arguing over a dog. And yeah. this happens a few different times throughout the episode. And at one point, it happens when Jaren is there trying to talk business with them about yeah. contract stuff. and But Celine can't even talk business because she is so mad about the dog. Mm-hmm. And Jaren, good on her, yes. points out the fact that clearly this is not even about a dog. Mm-hmm. So she's like, so I'm going to leave you guys alone so you uh-huh. can take care of your crap. And then I'm going to go take care of my work that I've been trying to do in the first place. Yep. So they well, both kind of real realize like, mm-hmm. oh, this isn't really about a dog. Right. Not before Celine like snaps at her though and makes a little snarky comment. Oh, yeah. And she's Jiren, a jerk. And Jaren's like, uh, because she basically Celine just blows up and is like, you know what? This is just all too much. And I'm so sick and tired. Everywhere I turn, it's you or Edda or you with Edda and you're always here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, okay, listen, they both work there and nothing is keeping you there, Celine. You can sell. Sarkon would buy your shares from you. Yep. In a heartbeat, which would then solve a few issues. He would tech, he would be a higher shareholder than F.A. Yep. And you could escape this horrible torture that you apparently are going through every day being there. Right. So got zero sympathy for you. And Jaren basically is like, look, I know you're hurt, but you don't get to talk to me like that. Yep. And Celine storms out and Jaren makes it clear to Federate, like, listen, I don't usually bite my tongue like that because – but we're at work. She's like, mm-hmm. but if she starts pulling crap like this again, I'm not going to keep quiet, especially if she says something about Edda or yep. me. 
Like, not cool. Yeah. And and then later on, she and Ferdy end up talking and she kind of encourages him, look, why don't I take you – I have an idea. Why don't I take you somewhere and maybe we can see if you can start looking at places other than Celine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> I thought it was funny because she's like – she says something to the effect of, I'm – I'm just tired of Princess Celine's antics and I can't mm-hmm. handle them anymore. Which I was like, oh, burn. Well, even he kind of laughs at that comment when she says it too. And he's yeah. kind of like, you're right. Like, you're right because it's not about the dog really. It's just about that she wants her way and I don't want to give her her way. Yep. Um, and I can't really blame him. You know, I get it. Um, yeah. So Jaren winds up taking him to a dog shelter. And, you know, is like, maybe you can give one of these dogs a home. Like, mm-hmm. clearly the dog you guys are fighting over has a home either way. Like, and, you know, they're walking through and he kind of is being quiet and just taking it all in. So she sort of takes it as like, oh, shoot, was this a terrible idea to bring you here? Right. And I love it because he's like, no, is there a better place in the world? And I'm like, listen, a man who loves dogs. Yep. And so she's like, okay, good. Like, she's relieved, you know, and he's like. She's like, okay, then what is it? And he's like, nothing. I And he's very pointedly looking at her. And he's like, I just think I'm learning to look in other directions other than mm-hmm. other than Celine. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a bit of a pointed moment. Like, is he talking about Jaren? You know. Right. Um, and so, yeah, then they kind of play with dogs. And I assume he will be going home with one of them. But we don't actually see that. Right. And um, then he ends up telling Celine, you can keep the dog. Yes. I I found a new one. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she's like, well, what convinced you? And he's like, nothing. Or like, what changed your mind? He's like, somebody just convinced me. Like, yeah. And just leaves it at that. So. Yep. So there's that storyline. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Aidan calls Ada because she's worried about her. And I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah. Because of how things left off the day before. Right. And she was very obviously upset after overhearing what she and Sarah Khan had talked about. Mm-hmm. And um, they they call, but Sarah Khan ends up answering because Ida has the baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, so, well, you can hold the baby and I'll answer the phone. He's like, nope, I'll answer your phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love that Aidan gives him as good as he, she gets, though, because mm-hmm. he answers and he's like, Mom, why are you always video calling people <laughs> all the time? And she's like, Serkanjum, because I can't leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> she's basically like, you little dummy. What else uh-huh. am I going to do? <laughs> I can't drive anywhere, so I'm going to video call people. So, And he says something like, didn't I tell you to stop calling her? And good for Ada because she's like, uh, if I didn't want her to call me, I would tell her that myself. Give mm-hmm. me the phone. <laughs> yes. Good on you, Edda. So, um, yeah. So, of course, then this sets off a whole thing because Aidan sees her holding the baby. Yes. And Edda calls it mini Xerkan. Uh-huh. And, you know, so basically it sends this whole frenzy of like, what the heck is going on? Like, right. you know, because she's confused because – also, she doesn't really get a chance to explain because Sarah Khan's like, yeah, mom, we're busy working and just kind of like hangs up the phone on her. Right. So, of course, she like is freaking out. Safety's trying to calm her. I know this happens mm-hmm. a couple scenes later, but um, yeah. 
Sophie's trying to calm her and, you know, he's like, well, it's, you know, it's not their baby. And she's like, no, duh, did you miss biology class? Of course, that's not her ba- their baby. I know that. She's like, but like, what if they made up and then they hurried up and went out and like adopted a baby to name it Mini Sercon? Like, and Sophie's like, oh, because that makes more sense than like an <laughs> exactly. instant baby. Like, so then she's like, I fair will know. So she calls I fair. Uh-huh. Not knowing that there's already these like weird pregnancy things going around in Ifair's head. So then when Idon calls her and is like, they have a baby, like what's going on? Ifair starts freaking out and it's just all everyone's freaking out. Yeah. It's so. all snowballing at this point. Yes. Um, so but back at the house, Emre and Osley finally come back out and are like, Okay, he's you know, let's we can go in and um we can go in and should we go in and discuss the renovation plans? And it is like, yeah, he's right. asleep, so we can lay him down. So she, I like that she asks Sirkon to bring her phone in her bag, and he like uh-huh. turns around to go get it off the table, and he looks at it, and he's like, "This isn't even a purse." Like <laughs> he's just like grumbling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So, so yeah, they decide that they're going to start renovations on the house right away. Mm-hmm. That way they can get things going, get it all done quickly. Okay, time out though. <laughs> what? Like, because Embry's like, or Osley, one of them's like, well, does that mean we should cancel our party tomorrow? And they're like, no, keep planning it. So you're telling me you're going to renovate the whole upper part of the house in a day? So are we using like six minute dryer logic here? Because maybe, like, I was like, I'm sorry, like, you're just now making the plans and you're still going to have a party tomorrow night because the renovations will be done. Because that's what spurs Edda to be like, because they're like, what are we going to do about the baby? We can't have him here when all these renovations are happening. So they they say that the renovations are going to be done? Well, the way I took it was like – that's how I took it was that they were going to be like done because like otherwise – I mean, I guess they didn't have to be since the party was all downstairs and they were doing like the upstairs. But also with with the way everything happens at the end of the episode, I sort of took it as like the plans were done and – wow. So that's the fastest renovation in the history of the world. That's what I'm saying. So that's I'm like, crazy. Okay, six minute dryer DZ logic here because you'd think they'd be like in the middle of tearing stuff down. Where even if it is all upstairs, the house wouldn't really be in a position to like right have a there party. Would be, there would be stuff everywhere. Yeah, um, and the bathrooms yeah. are upstairs too because every time they have to use the restroom, they have to walk upstairs. Oh, so like, yeah, you wouldn't really have a party if you don't have bathrooms that can be used. So <laughs> I, I was very confused I think by you're this. Right, and also the rooms and stuff are all upstairs, so they wouldn't just be watching the baby for the afternoon to keep him out of the house. Like he wouldn't even. Right. Have, so I was just like, are we supposed to be under the impression that like the whole thing was done? And also the fact that they were like, we want Sarkon to do it himself, except then he spends the whole day watching the baby instead. Yeah, they're his plans, and I get that. Right. But he's not really overseeing it. Like, he makes the plans and then passes those plans on to the team that's there right. working. Um, which I guess maybe that's what an architect does, so maybe he doesn't really have to be there. But I just right. was a bit confused about all of this stuff because I was like – Okay, we don't have to cancel the party. And now all of a sudden, um, it does like, well, we'll take the baby for the day so you can get your things done, the prep for the party, and also just have a little breather because it seems like you need it. Yeah. Which, of course, then Sarah Khan is like, uh, what are you doing? And she's right. like, 
oh, this will be a great test for you. And God bless him. I'm, <laughs> I loved this because he's like, no test necessary. I'm never having kids. And she's like, really? Like, but look how cute. And he's like, in my opinion, it's better to look from afar. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, it just made me laugh so hard because it was just like, yeah, I loved it. Um, But basically – at this point, she's like, okay, weirdo. Well, she starts to get nauseous again. Yeah. And so she's like, hurry, take the baby. I need to use the restroom. And he's like, I can't take the baby. What are you talking about? And she's like, I don't feel good. Hurry up and hands the baby off. And she rushes up to the restroom. And now can I just say, too, I get it. We're in COVID times. So clearly it is never a real baby that they're holding this entire time. Because <laughs> anytime they're holding it, it's perfectly still. Uh-huh. And if you notice any every single shot of the baby's face is always just these close-ups of a baby face. So yes. it makes me think those shots were taken, you know, in a different setting, you know, for health concerns and all that. But either way, fake baby or not, I was like Karem plus holding a baby even awkwardly equals heart eyes. Um <laughs> but then the baby throws up. <laughs> yep, he gets some spit up. And <laughs> he is like, "Oh my gosh, do I feel do I feel something on my suit and Emery's like oh sorry I guess you overate a little bit and so Serkan goes upstairs because he's like oh my gosh I hate this this is disgusting I can't oh my hate, gosh. I can't stand this this so that he, made me laugh so hard as he's grumbling that up the stairs oh my gosh <laughs> so he goes upstairs to head to the bathroom and what do you know Asle has just taken a pregnancy test and she is pregnant and Ada comes upon her, sees this, congratulates her, but Serkan comes up right as Ada is saying, essentially, oh, it's going to be a girl. I can uh-huh. tell it's going to be a girl. And Asle is like, okay, how how do you know this? And she's like, oh, I just, I'm having a premonition and I've always wanted a girl. And so Serkan is overhearing this. <laughs> oh my gosh. The looks on his face are so priceless that I'm going to use them as reactions from now on to basically everything. A hundred percent. Because he's just like, (laughs) he's just like, it can't be. How is this possible? Oh my gosh. What? A baby? Girl? He's just absolutely flipping out. Oh my gosh. Have you seen that? I think someone posted it in the group, but it's gone around on Twitter too. Somebody made an edit. Where it's during his whole like – like he's not really saying anything. He's just – it's all his reactions and stuff, Uh his facial expressions. And someone makes this whole thing about like, but I used protection. I used curtains. A lot of (laughs) curtains. Like (laughs) – and it's like this whole thing about the protection that he used and the great curtains and all this stuff. And like how could this have happened? Like it's so funny. It is so funny. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. When – I love, too, when she comes out of the bathroom and he's just staring at her and he's looking at her like he can see straight into her uterus. Yes. I I'm said like, laser beams right I'm to like, her stomach. bro, you can't, you can't see in there. You're, you're not going to be able to tell just by looking at her. Like, listen, dude. But And I laughed because when, of course, the fragments first came out for this and we pretty much all of us knew it was fake, but – like that she wasn't really pregnant. But um, I was sitting here like, okay, Serkan, you're a very smart man. So 
Although in Disneyland, who knows, pregnancy tests can be like dryers and apparently home right. renovations. Maybe you can pee on a stick, you know, two days after um, having curtain night and <laughs> know that you're pregnant, even though you haven't skipped a period yet or anything. Um, but other than that, it's like, yeah, I'm sure your little Sarkon swimmers are great and all, but even they, I don't think, would be able to, like, let you know that anything happened this soon but yeah yet like you said yeah he's like staring laser beams at her stomach and she's like what are you doing oh my goodness so they end up uh she ends up offering to babysit and sarah khan is not thrilled predictably Mm -hmm. but it does like look you impressed a client everything's gonna be fine and they are ignoring she's ignoring Ifer's call because this is after the whole panicked call from Idon and she <laughs> she's like well it's because I'm with Sercon what did am I did I miss something well just after he goes into the after they run each other on the stairs and he goes into the bathroom oh yeah, yeah. he that's it's kind of just more of the same though right like, yeah. but he actually sees the pregnancy test right which then is spurring more on to yeah this whole thing uh, and I totally gift that entire moment, too, because I was like, okay, clearly he did not want to just say the word nay. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's DZ. So because I was like, oh, this is Karev. You know he wanted to just scream oh, he, his yeah. favorite word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and maybe, maybe there's some B-roll of him doing uh-huh, that uh-huh. somewhere <laughs> out in the world. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyways, no, you're right. Um, so they're at home now waiting for the baby to get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, Edda doesn't want to answer Ifer's call because she she's with Sercon and Ifer isn't going to be happy about that. And she is, you know, a self-preserving kind of a person. So mm-hmm. she doesn't answer, answer her aunt. And she says something about, like, it, that's the war between the Yildas and the uh-huh. Lot. So that was funny. But this is the start of... Serkan being uh, mm-hmm. concerned, Serkan. Yep. And he is all paranoid. He wants her to sit down. He wants her to eat. All this stuff. Oh my gosh. Asks if she's cold. Or yeah. a- my my exact thing was like, Are you freezing? And she's That's like, That's what mine said. She's like, No, I'm not freezing. <laughs> and then his phone starts ringing. And I love this because Angan catches on fairly quickly that the quote crisis and the need that he that Sarkon has for him to personally deliver these documents yeah is because Sarkon needs to talk to him and yes. I was like he needs his bestie um we also see here that Erdem really is a terrible assistant because when Angan goes to he get these is. papers he's like oh yeah well I did print them but then I tore them and then I didn't reprint them again and Angan's <laughs> like what like are you serious um yeah. so then yeah basically it's just it's chaos so um then <laughs> we're back at the bullets and the baby's now been delivered because sarkon's carrying the uh car seat yes and it does walking ahead of him and we finally see sirius after a while <laughs> and so ed is like sirius did you miss me i've missed you how are you like and she run kind of runs over to him and plops down to chat with him and Sarah Khan's like, Edda, don't sit down so hard. And she's like, and he's like, serious, knock that off. Like, don't. <laughs> I 
like, like, serious, don't encourage her. And she's just like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, serious, do you want to go on a long walk? Did you miss me? Should we go do this? And bark once for no and two for yes and all this really oh cute stuff. Oh, my gosh. Well, I loved and- it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And what? the whole time, Sarkon's <laughs> like, be careful. Are you okay? <laughs> well, and I love it, too, because she's clearly annoyed with him. And when she wants to go on the walk, he's like, well, maybe we can make that happen. And that's when she's like, do you want Sarkon to come? Bark once for yes and twice for no. And so he barks twice. And again, Sarkon. Oh, I, I flipped it. I flipped that. And I love it because Sarkon's like, oh, comic. Like, Oh, you're hol- you're a comedian. Yeah. Oh, Good hilarious. job. But yeah. I thought it was quite hilarious. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> Sirius clearly missed his mom. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and Sarkon's like, yeah, this is hilarious. You're not e- when, especially when you're not the one with a baby in your arms. Like, oh, please, <laughs> like he Sarkon- can barely hold that heavy baby. Mm-hmm. We know what you're capable of, my man. You mm-hmm. holding a car seat with a tiny baby in it is nothing. Um, so funny. So then that's when I said Petty Parole has arrived because this is mm-hmm. when she, Angan, one of the times when Angan comes out and he's like, Parole, I need to talk to you. Like, we need to talk about colors, you know, this project, blah, blah, blah. And she's because the assistant had just been there and was going on and on about how much she loved the color blue on Angan. <laughs> yeah. And so Pearl's like, oh, Mavi, make everything Mavi. That's my favorite. That's everybody's favorite color. We're just going to paint everything blue. And um, it's just. Uh, it was funny but also like yeah yeah Um, and then this is kind of where we start a bit of the power struggle between with fa because sercon did all the blueprints himself and mm -hmm. he didn't check with anybody else he was like they're working with me this is my project so why would i have to run these by anybody including fa well and fa's a landscape architect is he not like that's different than an architect so why would he run blueprints past you like right (laughs) yep so but fa is kind of insistent on seeing these blueprints and he ends up also asking celine to sit down for coffee yeah i have some thoughts about that when we get there too yeah so Angin comes down to the farm and uh, they have their little discussion. <laughs> and Sarkon is like telling him, you can't tell anybody. This is very serious. I don't even know if this is true, but maybe, maybe uh-huh. Edda is pregnant. And of course, Angin's like, oh, I'm going to be an uncle. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I want to know how many takes it took. When he grabs Serkan's cheeks, because Serkan is just standing there, like, enduring it. And I'm like, how did Karem just not burst out laughing? I like, don't know. So I want to – It was yeah. amazing. It was I want to see – I want to see the bloopers for this episode because they <laughs> had to have been so good. Yes. Especially during the freak out scene. Like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I I need the bloopers. So yeah. MF Yupum admin, whose name I just learned and already forgot. Um the social media manager, can you please help us out? Um, yeah. So, so uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I love that this, even though it was this, this was meant to be something goofy and funny, like, it's a really big deal that Sarah Khan, like, called him and wanted to talk to him yes. about this. Like, I love that we see that growth from episode one, Sarah Khan, or even five episodes ago, Sarah Khan, like, 
you know, he didn't even tell Ingen about the whole fake engagement thing. And that's his best mm-hmm. friend. You know, he didn't tell him about that until he had to. This, though, the fact that it was like he was going to burst, he just needs to talk to somebody about it. And like, then he did. Like, mm-hmm. he actually did instead of keeping it inside. Like, I just loved that that showed growth on his part, too. So, yeah. Um, Basically, Ingen, what it boils down to is he's like, doesn't really matter if you and Ada are on the outs or not talking much. This is a big deal. You're going to have to talk to her and, like, find out about this. Exactly. Which, yeah. g- good on Ingen. That is correct. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, so, Ifair is still panicking. That's kind of a quick thing. Um, and then we get a quick scene of Sarkon telling Safi that he's found a place to live. Mm-hmm. And Safi needs to start packing up his stuff and get every- getting everything together. And Safi kind of warns him. He says, okay, but if your mom doesn't know, you'd better be the one to tell her. Because right. Because if I tell her, if she finds out from me, things aren't going to be good. So yes. So that's that and – Yes. So now we can get to the weird coffee session. This was so – okay. Because I'm sitting here like, okay, Celine, the only reason supposedly that you're still around is because Sarkon asked you to stay because your 5% gives yeah. you to the edge over FA as far as percentages-wise with the shares. So my thing is like – I don't like this already, the fact that she even agreed to sit down and have coffee with him. And she's like, oh, this is such a nice break. It's so stressful here, blah, blah, blah. The last time I had mm-hmm. fun was when we went off-roading, the thing that you organized. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my thing, too, right here is, like, F.A. starts talking about, like, yeah, he doesn't see me as an equal. He's kind of venting about that. But what he very clearly says, like, I need to show him that we are equals. And she's like, well, what do you mean by that? Yeah. And he basically says, like, oh, you know, these are just well-known methods, like, things that we do in business, blah, blah, blah. Okay, either way, he he's making it clear. In my thing, it said he talked about the, quote, dark ways of business. That's what mine said, too. Okay, yep. so how was that not immediately a red flag? Like, the second this coffee date meeting thing was over, she should have been calling Sarkon and saying, listen, I don't know what he's up to. But he does have a plan to, quote, show you that you two are equals. Like, yeah. So, and he, it right after he says that, Celine says, should I be worried? So, she's not stupid. She's not. But the fact that, but she already knows Sarkon doesn't trust him. So, just because he says, no, you don't need to be worried, she's like, oh, okay. Well, and it's this weird thing with F.A. because he... He gets – he's getting offended by Serkan and he's really mad that he doesn't trust him and he wants to be considered an equal partner. But the fact of the matter is Serkan is not the one who signed off on him coming into the company in the first place. Right. The only reason he's in the company is because Celine sold him her shares. Yep. He wasn't invited. He wasn't offered this position. Mm-hmm. Serkan didn't go, hey, buddy, why don't you come be my partner? It was totally – on the decision of Celine. And, so yeah. I don't understand why F.A. is so adamant about being trustworthy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all like having this relationship with Serkan and being equal and all this stuff because like he's he's himself admits I put money into this and now uh-huh. I'm a partner. It's like uh-huh. yeah that's the only way that you quote yeah. earned your way into this company was you, by having money. Yeah you elbowed your way in. He was clearly already maybe we won't say harassing but he's clearly the one who approached Celine about yep. wanting to buy her shares and she was like no not interested and then called him back 
you know, with the whole wedding thing and was like, okay, I am right. interested. So yeah, you're totally right. Like you don't really have a leg to stand on here, dude. Like you forced Nobody your- owes you anything. No, you forced your way in here. Yeah. And you know that. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah, so- just either way, whether they're by – whether it's going to be by, quote, well-known methods that people just do in business or not, as the as someone who's there to support Sarah Khan, he deserved a heads up about this. So my yeah. thing is like, okay, if Celine doesn't put two and two together next episode, mm. like, and go – or she should have put it together even by the end of this episode. If she doesn't yeah. put it together like, oh, that's weird. He said he was going to teach him a lesson and then magically something that's never, ever, ever happened before – yeah. Until F.A. got here. And who would, quote, know Sercon better than anybody but Celine? Uh-huh. So it's like, if you don't put this together, you're useless. Like, yeah. there is no – you're just a useless character at this point. Like, Yeah. I'm really hoping they don't do a, a turn where she turns into – a bad guy mm-hmm. with F.A. Mm-hmm. Because we know F.A. is a bad guy. Yeah. But I'm hoping it's not like, oh, Celine joins Team F.A. And now they're working together. Mm-hmm. Because that that worried me a little bit about well, this yeah. whole scene. Well, and it's a real possibility because if she does, then her fi- her tiny little 5%. Yep. Well, you know what would be interesting if that did happen is if then – like Ferry and Serkan kind of came to an under like mm, it'd be very interesting true. to see the two of them team up yeah like and actually get along and come to an understanding like because it seems like Ferry is not headed towards villain bad guy like no um so it would be kind of cool if you know to see like maybe for Serkan to see like okay he's not really as bad as I thought like he doesn't right. have these nefarious intentions like yeah he has a lot to learn and you know because he, um, you know, the hotel business is not the same as the holding and architecture, but like, it'd be kind of cool to see the two of them come to, I don't want to say like be friends, but like just be call- colleagues who get along. Yeah. Um, And that'd be kind of cool to see if we kind of wind up seeing Celine fall for F.A.'s stupid charms, like, you know, and kind of wind up, quote, siding with him. Um, But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I hope – I'm with you, though. I hope not because it's, like, I feel like you'd have to be really stupid, like, Celine, for how yeah. for how long you've known Sarah Connor and how well you supposedly know him, like, to just fall for whatever F.A.'s trying to sell you. Yeah. Yeah. So we get baby time and Sarah Khan is napping and big Sarah Khan doesn't understand the imposition and <laughs> they have this – this was a, such a Freudian slip that I was living yes, for. Oh my me gosh. Too. I was like, this is so beautiful because he says, What is this logic? Someone else's child in our, in my home. Mm-hmm. I was like, Yep, you totally think of it as both of your home. I know. Because you love her. Well, and I love that they just glossed over it. Like they didn't have Ed to go, Our home. What are you talking about? It just was a legit Freudian slip that he. Yep quickly corrected it was just there for us to catch like it wasn't a huge deal but it is like yeah mm-hmm. so th- then she's like okay well he needs to he the baby wakes up after like three minutes of napping mm-hmm. and then he needs to eat so she essentially shoves the baby at sarkhan <laughs> and this might have been my favorite scene because <laughs> okay before you get before you get to that before okay. because before she shoves the baby at him 
and he's they're kind of arguing because she's like you'll need to feed him and he's like i'll need to feed him like <laughs> and he's like what are you talking like he's just wigging out and he's doing a good job yeah. at it like he's flustered and is like no i don't know and he's like edda he's a teeny tiny living thing like i don't know <laughs> This is when he talks about how he has a little mouth and he doesn't know what he would eat. <laughs> like he's a tiny, teeny living thing with a little mouth and a little throat. Okay, when he said he's a tiny living thing rather than just like he's a baby, uh-huh. it immediately made me think of Christmas when I was a kid when my brother got a Toy Story watch for Christmas. He was little. And oh my gosh, because – my brother opens it and it's it was Buzz Lightyear themed. Uh-huh. And he was so excited and he's like, "Oh my gosh, mind you guys, he was like 5, maybe 6." Okay. And he says, "It's a Buzz Lightyear digital timepiece." <laughs> like he was not a Toy Story watch, not a Buzz Lightyear watch, a Buzz Lightyear digital timepiece. And it, I don't know why, but Sarah Khan being like, he's a teeny tiny living thing, immediately made me think of my brother doing that. And it cracked me up because I was just like, you're being so like, I don't even know what, the, not proper, but like. Right. Like, you just made this way more specific and complicated than it needs to be. Yeah, clearly he's a teeny tiny living thing. Like, uh-huh. you couldn't just say he's a baby. I don't know how to take care of babies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so funny. And yeah, so then Ada <sighs> basically is like, get over it. I need to go heat up his food and like <laughs> thrust yeah. the baby at him. Yeah. So he's holding the baby so awkwardly. He's having he a looks mini. looks like he's. Go ahead. He's he's ha- he's having a mini meltdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks like he's he's just panicking. Uh-huh. He he looks like a robot trying trying to hold a baby. <laughs> he really does. So so he immediately puts the baby back into the crib because he can't handle just holding him, and he's like. <laughs> but don't you love what he says when he's holding am- him? Even though it says he says it out of jealousy, it's because he's saying it like, oh yes, he's saying he's it very like, frustratingly <laughs> as he's bouncing the baby. But he's like, he's like, "What a lucky little Sercon you are!" <laughs> he's like, "You're more fortunate you're the, than you're the luckiest Sercon out there because you get to spend the whole day with Edda." Like <laughs> when Mar- Miriam, when she was live tweeting, she uh, translated it as, "You get to spend the whole day in Edda's arms." Aww. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> I mean, he says it angrily because yeah. he's just like panicking. But I was like, oh, Sarkon. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. So I was like, cute. I love that you're jealous of an infant. Like, uh-huh. he's totally jealous of a baby. <laughs> but then you're right. He like is like, okay, let's put you back in your crib. But you're mm-hmm. right. This is like the and best, <laughs> the best scene comes up. Because he starts, he's like, okay, let's talk about architecture. <laughs> Let's start way with the beginning with the Roman Empire. Like, he's like, he's like, this is the best. Now let me explain to you. And oh my gosh, I was, I was dying. I was like, this if this is not Sarakhan to a T, mm-hmm. where he's just being so straightforward, and he's like, little baby, let's talk about architecture. Oh my gosh, <laughs> let me lay down some lessons for you as you're in your crib. It's so funny. Well, and then so as he starts doing that, we pan out. And we just get the, you know, the idea that he's teaching him all the stuff. We we get a bit of a Jiren and I fair freak out. Um, yeah. And it, that's really all it is. Well, yeah. 
then we go back to them and Edda's walking back in the room and she's well, got – Safi and Idon spied a little bit before this. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But it's oh, just yeah. a little quick moment because they see the baby mm-hmm. and they see Serkan leaning over the crib just talking to the baby. <laughs> oh, that's right. And Safi's like, he's probably telling him about his grandmother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, yes, then Edda comes in. And she's she's got the bottle and then she's got a bowl of chips and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, he's like, we're talking. He's like, I'm I'm informing him of things. She's like, yeah, I think baby Sarkhan's already studied Roman architecture. And he's like, listen, in my opinion, the little Sarkhan is a lot like big Sarkhan. And he, she looks at him like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, he's a businessman. <laughs> and she's like, that. I'm sorry, what? And she's like, how did you come to that? And he's like, look, firstly, he doesn't cry. Secondly, he's looking right at me. He's making eye contact. And thirdly, he listens very attentively. (laughs) And she's like, okay, come on. It's time to eat. And he like whispers. He's like, listen, the next topic is the architect Sinon. He's one of the best. (laughs) Now, I looked him up. He's built a lot like the Hagia Sophia. Like, okay. He's a very well-known, like, he's one of Turkey's like first I think known architects like okay um and he's responsible for a lot of big projects like that mosques and things like that um so it it was funny because you know he's like yeah then we're gonna talk about scene (laughs) on yeah like just just you wait little buddy (laughs) yes so um then it's time to eat and he's like looking at Layla or Layla at Edda and he's like, You what are those for? And she's like, A snack for me to eat? And he's like, You can't have chips. And she's like, What are you talking about? Yes, I can. And he's like, No, you need to have something that's better for your well, it's like I can't pronounce it, but basically things that are better for the for your blood, like your blood sugar. Like a oh, okay. like a good for your like fruit that's on the glycemic index kind of a thing. Okay. And um and stuff and she's like um okay then i want watermelon and he kind of laughs and he's like of course you do and i was like okay i'm not sure what the joke was supposed to be there except for the only thing i could think of is this scene from <laughs> Ainan Ainan. <laughs> or uh that's what it's called right um his blue tv show uh-huh and i don't know what the context is because i haven't seen this episode yet but i've seen the clip and he's like holding a whole watermelon and he's like hopping and frolicking around these fields and like and like like fake makes out with it and all this stuff. Like it's super funny. And I was like, okay, was that like supposed to be a funny reference to that? Like or Oh, maybe. Because or or maybe because watermelon is like the least healthy fruit you could possibly eat. It's because it's just it's all water, water. And sugar. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like as he's watching her with the baby and stuff, he's like, um, he's like, of course, look at you. You you just love children and all living things. She's like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, so what about like your own children? And she basically shuts him down. It's like, we're not yeah. talking about personal topics. It's none of your business. It doesn't concern you. Yeah. Um. Then Ifair shows up. We kind of have a collective freak out between her and Idon wigging out over the fact that there's a baby there. Right. Is Ida pregnant? Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, Safi runs away panicking because they they're just not understanding each other and they're like screeching like banshees. I don't blame them. Yeah. So Ada wants Serkan to <laughs> release gas. Is <laughs> mine. <laughs> 
Mine says she wants him to birth the baby, guys. But yeah. mine says, "Can you blow your baby gas?" <laughs> I was like, "What? Oh my gosh! What in the world?" <laughs> well, and as she as she starts explaining, I was like, "Oh, she wants him to burp the baby." Like uh-huh. she she's like, "You just hold him and pat his back, and that will release the gas." And I was like, "Yeah." It'll burp him. Uh (laughs) And Sarah Khan, of course, is like, listen, I wanted nothing to do with this. I can't handle it. Like, I can't hold him. He's tiny. He's like, he's just like, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. And of course. And in walks F.A. Who has plenty of nephews in Martin. Yes. But this, this. uh, I made a gift of this. This sparks another. I also have a dog moment. Uh Uh-huh. Because. Because. He his attitude changes so fast, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I totally could have done that. I totally could have done that myself." And it does like you didn't want to have anything to do with this. You uh-huh. told me that that this was all my idea, and you didn't uh-huh. want to touch the baby and all this stuff. But now that Fa is there, of course. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and so he. Sorry, I'm looking at my screenshots. That's okay. But um, F.A. is just kind of like, well, can I help? Mm-hmm. You know, you guys have a lot of work to do. I can stay and help if you want to. And Sarkon's like, no, 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 no. He's like, well, if you want, I can help. And Sarkon's like, believe me, no, we really don't need your help. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, well, and, and then F.A. gets a burp out of baby Sarkon. And she's and is like, oh. He burped. How cute! And Effie's like, "Oh yeah, that was so cute." And he kind of laughs. Uh huh. And Zircon, with the fakest smile on his face, he's oh like, "Oh my gosh, cute." <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, Neguzel." And well, and then earlier when when he when Effie actually takes the baby, mm-hmm. it does like, "Oh my gosh, thank you, you're awesome." And Zircon's all. Oh yeah, Choki Eason, you're awesome. Like he just like makes this little I made a gif out of it because he's totally mocking Edda, like saying you're awesome. And it's the perfect I'll use that gif all the time. Like it's so funny. It's so funny. That cute one too. I think I made a gif out of it when he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's all cute. How cute. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote I love Sarkon. Oh my gosh. It's so good. So F.A. is kind of off to the side working because apparently he did stick around, but the moms yeah. walk in yes, and start freaking out, looking at the baby, and then they wind up talking to Edser separately. Like, Ifair's like, I need to talk to you, and Idon's like, I need to talk to you. Yeah. Basically, they both ask if Edda could be pregnant, and Edda is adamantly like, no, I'm not pregnant. Sarah yeah. Khan tells Idon, well, maybe I don't know yet, and she's like, well, right. when are you going to know? And he's like, when I ask her. Um, so it's kind of left up in the air whether she is or not. With Sirkon and Idon, Ifair and uh, Edda have cleared it up that she is definitely not pregnant. Both moms are basically like, I can't wait for that day to come, but with someone else. Like, yeah. And they're like, okay, this conversation's over. Bye. Like, time for you to go. And then we get the awkward waving through the window as F.A. and the moms are leaving. Like, Yeah, and and it's interesting, though, because they're they're looking at them all Mm – Hard eyes. With hard eyes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, even like, says weren't they, like, mm-hmm. weren't they going to kill each other two days ago? And Idon says, oh, but they fit together. 
Yeah. And I was like, okay. And, and Ifair agrees with her. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of wake up and realize, oh, wait a second. I, I mean, no, they, you know, they don't really fit together. Yes. It's impossible that they're together. Yes, I think so too. God forbid. God forbid. I know. <laughs> and that's kind of it. So yes. it was just interesting. It Maybe that was also kind of a Freudian slip on their part mm-hmm. of that they do look good together. Yeah. That yep. they do fit well together and kind of that confirmation. Yes. Even from the mom. So that was kind of nice. I it agree. wasn't them still being like, Totally. Oh, yeah. No, they should never talk to each other mm-hmm. again and they shouldn't be together. They both were kind of unknowingly admitting. Yes. Oh, yeah. They look really nice together. Mm-hmm. I do want to rewind really quickly because I caught this um, yesterday when I was watching and I was like, oh, because like we had all these hints of what F.A. was up to. The first, him being so insistent on seeing these blueprints. Right. The second was when he's burping the baby mm. and he says to Sarkon like – um. Because he's like, oh, he's like, Emre called me and says you guys already went ahead, got started on the renovations. And Sarkon tells him, yeah, he said it was urgent and I got the plans going and got it started myself. And F.A. says to him, oh, impressive that you managed to concentrate on your work with all this going on. Oh. So he was planting a seed right there like, oh, look mm. at all these distractions around you. But look at how you managed to still do this. Wow. And so when we get That's to this catch, when we get to this point later, I'm like, oh, he was already planting that like seed of doubt of like you couldn't really fully concentrate because you're taking care of a baby. You're not even working at work. You're working at home. Yeah. So I was like, oh, he's he's planting like all this stuff. Um, I didn't yeah. catch that until yesterday, but I was like, oh, he he said that that was very purposely said like yeah, in definitely. that in that scene. So anyways. Dang. No, that's a really good catch. Um, So. We we already talked about the dinner scene with Ingen and Pearl. Um, mm-hmm. So we're now it's that evening. We fast forwarded. It's evening time. Yes, and they're <laughs> they're going over some work because mm-hmm. she made some sketches for the garden, and so they're kind of talking about that. Yeah, uh, this is such a good scene. It is. Oh, it. I love the Sercon just talking like an adult to baby Sercon scene. That's like adorable this Mm -hmm. though this was such a charged scene oh my Um, gosh yes because you know they're they're working on um they're working on the whole um why am i um well they're talking about the the plans yes okay sorry about the garden plans and yes he's he's kind of he's still trying to get he's trying to get her to eat asking if she's comfortable all this stuff and he's like staring at her and then when she's like i made these garden plans yeah i totally lost my place in my notes i was like did i like not write anything about this scene that's weird um and he's like when did you have time to do this and she's like when i was playing with the baby like Mm -hmm. you know i was sketching and so he is looking at it and he's like, can I have the pencil? And mm-hmm. he like, the way he grabs it from her hands, there's all this hand contact with them. And she pulls her hand away almost like it's a little burned. Like she yeah. pulls it away pretty quickly. Um, and he makes a few adjustments and he's like watching her this whole time and makes some suggestions. And yeah. they're sitting very closely. And he makes a suggestion about adding more flowers because he knows not only does she love them, but Emery and Osley clearly do so that they're the kind of people who would appreciate um you know very specifically placed uh floral 
arrangements in their garden. Right. Um, and, you know, there's these tiny little like sparks kind of going between them, mm-hmm. but they're, but they're like kind of subdued. Like they're not these mm-hmm. crazy sparks. It's like these, these, I don't know how to describe them, but there's like just, there's, there's something passing between them. Right. And um, they kind of start talking about, you know, architect chit chat. He's talking about, you know, what he wants to do with the roof and the attic and, um, mm-hmm. And then they kind of get jolted a little bit because she thinks she hears Minnie Sercon. Yeah. Um and she's like, "Sorry, I thought I I thought I heard him." And he's like, "No, it's just the birds outside." It he means like the birds on the roof, but the translation's like, "Oh, it's just the seagulls upstairs." Like, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure he meant it's the birds outside. Yeah. Um. So it kind of changes a little bit, gives a chance for change in conversation. He says to her, "Can I ask you something?" And she just kind of nods very, very slightly. And he says, why are you helping a couple that you don't know at all? And she says, because – or he says, because after all, it's a child. I don't really understand because it's a huge responsibility. And she says, I know you don't understand. Um, she says – and he's like, that's not what I'm saying, Ada. I do under, I, um, I do understand you. She's like, but we've already talked about this. You told me that this sort of behavior infuriates you. And he and he's like, no, you don't seem to understand what I'm what I'm getting at right now. And she's like, no, I do. This is me, Sarkhan. <laughs> um, this is how I am. This is me. And he just kind of looks at her, and she's like, why did you why did you stop talking? And she's like, come on, say something smart. Make me shut up like you did then. Like basically, say something shocking that will make mm-hmm. me close my mouth. And he's like, maybe I want to be silent. Maybe I want you to talk. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you want me to talk? What should I talk to you about? He says, is there something you want to tell me? He's clearly trying to get her to say that she she might be pregnant or is pregnant. Right. But she's – obviously, that's not where her mind is at all. Right. And she's like, there's so much I want to tell you. Yeah. She's like, it will take forever to do that, but I don't have that kind of time. And he says, well, okay. Is there maybe one thing you want to tell me? <laughs> and she says, no, Sarkhan. And he says, no. And she says, No. And he's looking at her and she's like, listen, I came to you as I was. I um, and to and the way you are just as you are. I loved you for who you are. I gave you my heart. But you and he says, I never wanted to hurt you. Oh, see, mine said I never wanted to change you. Oh, well, that actually makes more sense considering what they're talking about. Right. Um, And so (laughs) – he says – no, she says, listen, you told me not to interfere, like, with the whole baby thing and all that and helping with that. And she mm-hmm. says, but in my opinion, it's you who needs to not interfere, so leave me alone. Mm-hmm. And then oh, – their, their look yeah. between the two of them, the way he's staring at her. I know. Oh, my gosh. It's so uh, – his yeah. eyes are so expressive. Like, yeah. He looks so oh, – what's even the word? Like not even hurt but just like – He – to me, he he has a longing in his eyes. Yes. Like he mm-hmm. is looking at her and it's – his eyes are saying everything that he cannot say for yeah. himself. And his eyes are revealing everything that he has almost – accidentally revealed this whole time i know being jealous of a baby Mm -hmm. uh saying it's their house together 
our house, not just his house, all of these little things that are the truth, desperately trying to scratch themselves out of him, but yeah. he isn't letting them. Yeah. Yep. And of course, they're interrupted mm-hmm. because Emre and Asle come in. They're like, oh, Eda, thank you guys so much for watching the baby. We got a few hours to ourselves. She also explains, oh, and I told him about the baby. And so Eda's like, congratulations. Mm-hmm. And slowly, <sighs> very slowly, uh-huh. you see the, the dawning uh-huh. dawn on Serkan. And he's like, Oh, so you and you and you're Wait, not and so you, but you're and he's like oh and he starts laughing and he's like, <laughs> like Emre Bay, congratulations. <laughs> like and then he's like, Wait, another baby where? And she's like, in my stomach. And he's like, Oh, in there. And he's like, he's Edda, all, are you okay then? You're okay uh, then. Okay. Yeah. Like it. And you can see Edda knows exactly what he's thinking now. Uh-huh. She's figuring out all this stuff. And she's like, knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> there are people right here. And he's like, so you're not. And then they even kind of figure out what he was figuring out. Because they're like, oh, did you two make up? Like, is everything Yeah, they're good? like, oh, are you together? <laughs> and Edda's like, no, we are not. He's not even my boss. He's nothing to me. We're nobody to each other. Like, all this stuff. They basically are like, oh, okay. They confirm the plans for the party tomorrow that they'll both be there. They leave with the yeah. baby. And yeah. Edda is like, <laughs> Edda's like, what is wrong with you? This this explains everything. Why you were being so attentive and why you were so concerned about what I was eating and if I was comfortable and if I was hot or cold. Like, I should have known. What what in the world? Like, yeah, she's like, you were only interested in me all day because you thought I was pregnant. And he's like, well, you were sick. And she's like, I was just sick. You could have asked. He's like, I tried to ask you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, listen, there could still be a mini bola in your stomach. And she's oh like, my no, there is not. And he's like, well, we don't know. And she's like, yes, we do. And he and she's like, I can't even believe this is what you were thinking. She's like, you, you're you not even remotely ready to be a dad. You don't even touch babies. You wouldn't even touch this baby. And he's like, I did. T- yes, I did. I <laughs> I walked around with mini Sercon vomit all over my jacket. And she's like, yeah, but you ran to the bathroom the second it happened to clean it up. Like, and she, he's, he's like, like, and yet it was on me. I'll tell you. <laughs> and then he's like, also, also, Minik Serkan is going to be a very successful architect, thanks to me, even better than Erdem. And I don't know why he had to throw that in there. Because I'm like, I think he means like as a baby, he'll be a better architect oh, than Erdem. Then even Erdem could be as an adult. Okay. Yeah. And she's like, and she's I, like, you wouldn't even touch him. He's like, I totally touched him. <laughs> so fixated on that. And then she's like, that's it. I'm leaving. And she like storms out and he's like, Edda, Edda, Edda. But she's like, no, I'm out of here. Like, I can't even believe this. But not before as she's leaving, she runs into Idon and is like, right, I'll be back for you tomorrow. She's like, think about one of the things you've missed the most about not being able to leave the house and the rest is a surprise. Yes. And Idon's like shocked. Like, I can't even believe you don't have to do this after everything. She's like, I know I don't, but I want to. And mm-hmm. Yildiz is keep our promises. Yeah. So Idon's actually really excited because she didn't think Ito was going to help her anymore. Um, and so she leaves. Then Serkan is inside working and mm-hmm. he calls Layla and he's like, listen, I just emailed the plans over to you. I need you to print them. 
and um and then have the physical copies brought to the team that's working at Emory and Osley's villa so that they mm-hmm. can like follow these plans. So yeah. put a pin in that because I have thoughts about that when everything happens at the end too. So the girls come to Eda and they're all kind of talking after their long day. Mm-hmm. They're talking about moving and going places and Fifi talks about going moving somewhere kind of escaping mm-hmm. she says that japan has always interested her uh-huh. uh Jaren is missing her days when she was dreaming of being a shoe designer yeah because that hasn't been brought up in a while she's I, been very focused on her lawyer work yes i was wondering if that was just going to be like oh not a thing anymore so i'm glad that that got brought back up yeah and Jaren's kind of like okay look i have to admit something I'm so tired of Celine. I don't like this girl. Mm-hmm. She gets on my last nerve and she's kind of just venting to her friends. Mm-hmm. And then she even is like, do you know what she said to Serkan the day before? Was it the day before or the day mm-hmm. of? I think uh, it was the day before her wedding. Yeah. And essentially it's the whole, you'll always be the most important person to me. That whole spiel that she mm-hmm. gave to Serkan mm-hmm. that he'll always be important. And this Gives Ada a little flashback to the moment when she was checking on Celine mm-hmm. and she saw all the cut up pictures and the only ones that weren't sliced up were the ones of Sercon. Yep. So that's an interesting little foreshadowing considering the fragment next week. Mm-hmm. Although I'm convinced that's just a total fake out, but we'll talk theories with that too. Um, so now we have a little Ed Ser. Out in the garden, mm-hmm. they're both looking at the stars, and then Sarkon picks up his book again. Yes, he does. And this is the same book that he was reading last time, mm-hmm. although he seems to read like a paragraph and then puts it down. So uh-huh. I don't think he'll ever finish this book. <laughs> it's a short book; he can finish it. Um, but did you get screenshots of this? I did. So let me find. And it's Madonna in a fur coat, you guys. If you if mm-hmm. you don't know by now. Um, that's the title of the book, and it is available if you want to buy it for yourselves. Mm-hmm. So he says, if by chance I hadn't met you again in the same way, but knowing nothing, I would continue to live. You taught me that there is another life in the world, mm-hmm. and also the fact that I have a soul. If you hadn't completed it, it's not your fault. I think essentially if you didn't complete my life, if you didn't yeah. complete my soul, it's not your fault. Yeah. So, um, and this is the first time that we, because when he was reading excerpts before, we couldn't see the page number. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, the page number is very poignantly showed. So, of course, I was like, okay, let's look that up since it seemed to work out so well for us when we did that with the whole little Prince page number thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like this because I feel like it ties into the whole meaning of um, like the black roses and stuff you talked about last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this one says... The page is the page was num- uh, page was number one fifty nine, and um and it says angel number one fifty nine can be interpreted as um, a bringer of happy endings and new beginnings. Hmm. Um, when you see this favorable angel number, it's a sign that one phase in your life is coming to an end and another is about to begin. Um, and it says it's um it it's a number that often is associated with pursuing its own goals. By itself. Mm. Um, and at times it will follow a new interest, sometimes seemingly on a whim. 
uh, while it can accomplish very much alone and find satisfaction in following new interests and goals, its real happiness will lie within the family. Wow. Yep. So I like that because I'm like, okay, again, with the whole like sections of a life coming to an end, I have a feeling with the way this episode ends, like something could be – I feel like the portion of his life that could be coming in to an end is – uh, his position in the holding or just the holding in and of itself, like maybe mm. um, the holding or even his stance in art life. Like, um, so I'll go more into that when we talk about the final scene. But I was just like, wow, like the whole like it doesn't have to be it doesn't necessarily say like it's a bad thing that a certain portion of your life is coming to an end and a new thing is starting. Just like with the whole black rose, like, yeah, you could see it as a bad thing, but it could also just mean, hey, this portion is coming to an end and mm-hmm. a new thing is starting. Um, so I just thought that was very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, and thank you to the people who reached out to me to make sure that I had noticed that the page number was visible. Um, to be like, did you catch this? I'm sure you did, but just in case. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so after this whole thing, after he reads his three sentences and then can't handle anymore and puts the book down, yeah. uh, we have breakfast with Ifair the next morning. And basically the whole point of this is Fifi shows up with the secret gift for mm-hmm. um, Edda that Edda requested. Like, did you get it for me? Um, and basically explains like it's for Idon. She's helping her. And Ifair is kind of like, okay, I see you're still spending time over there. Like, and she's hesitant but so she's like well i'm gonna go with you because basically it is like you know i'm an adult right and i can choose to spend time with who i want when i want right and but i fair's like well i'm gonna go with you then i think i fair's just you know cautious about how much time she spends over there and getting sucked into you know because she's been hurt by them so much yeah so um so basically that's what it is i also is trying to figure out what the surprise is but and when it, she'll come. Yeah. She's but, like been dressed early. She's mm-hmm. already and she's like freaking out about when she's gonna actually get there. So Yeah. So we get uh over to Art Life and Erdem is bugging Layla while she's trying to get the stuff printed off and sent. Mm. And she's like, Look, in case you haven't noticed, I'm trying to work and do the job that you were supposed to do, but you're just talking. <laughs> so yep. can you leave me alone? Yep. So as she's desperately trying to get this all ready, F.A. is being a creep and mm-hmm. is watching this whole situation. Well, when the two of them go upstairs, he heads on over to the computer and starts clicking away and messing with stuff. Yep. So do you think that this is where he does his sabotage or do you mm-hmm. think he did it earlier? Because I think it's I think it's here. Okay. Um, I personally think it's here. And then that way when – um. I assume when Layla actually goes to, like, get the printing of mm-hmm. this, it's going to have the new okay altered. That, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the, the implication. Yeah. Because she's going upstairs to the printer, right? That's what to, I like, assume. pick it all up from the printer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So, he does Messes some- with something. We don't mm-hmm. know exactly what, but- Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he's crossed officially into villain territory as far as oh, yeah. I'm concerned, um, mm-hmm. no matter how – what his intentions were, big or small, because when yeah. it all eventually blows up in his face, he's like, oh, I didn't mean it to be that big, but oh, well, it yeah. was, and yeah. you're a terrible human being. So, 
Ida and Eifer arrive at the Bolat uh, property, and Safi winds up taking Eifer through a tour of the grounds so that Ida and Idon can do their thing. Yeah. Um, and basically, what Ida is doing is she's taking Idon on a virtual tour of London. She brought, um, yeah. uh, what are those things called? The virtual reality glasses. Thank you. Um, and I I love this because Idon totally lights up. She gets very excited. Like, mm-hmm. even as they're like, They've got the glasses on and she's all excited pointing out all these things that she misses and loves about London. Yeah. All the and I and it's such a slip because you know she's not doing it to hurt Edda or anything. Yeah. But she's like, oh my gosh, because Edda basically is like, Well, I wouldn't know. I've never actually been to London. And she's like, Oh my gosh, there are so many places I know Sarkon would love to show you there. Mm-hmm. And that puts the immediate brakes on. Yeah, she whips off her glasses yes, and she's she like, uh, I done, Hannah. <laughs> I don't want to hear a word about your son. Mm-hmm. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. And then they kind of move on from there. Yes. It's just a little quick moment, but it's like Ada just needed to remind her, hey, remember, I don't want to talk about your son. I don't want to hear about your son. Right. This is you and me. Mm-hmm. We're doing our thing and we're going to leave Sir Convey out of it. Yes. So then they go back to their little London tour and it's really sweet. And at one point – Idon does reach over and grab her hand and basically is just yeah. like, in 20 years, like, this is the best thing someone's ever done for me. So, like, she has been stuck at home seemingly since basically maybe the oldest son died. So, yeah. maybe there was something there, like, you had predicted way back, like, that triggered yeah. her, in her anxiety, maybe anxiety that already existed, mm-hmm. but is just taking a new form and not being able to leave the safety and comfort of her home. Yeah. Um. So, it's been a long – I didn't realize it had, like – I mean, I know you had predicted and said that before, but I guess I just didn't really think about how long it had been, not just like the last few years, but like the last 20 years that yeah. she's been at home like this. So yeah, it's a long time. Mm-hmm. So Serkan gets a call from F.A. And F.A. is kind of just encouraging him that if they want the sports complex job, because apparently this is the biggest job opportunity mm-hmm. that Emre and Asla can offer mm-hmm. in working with them that they're going to have to go to the party and they're going to have to schmooze them and convince them. And F.A. wants to have a meeting where they're kind of planning their strategy and all this right. kind of stuff. But Zircon is just like, it's not necessarily I'll talk to him and I'll get the job. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so that's that. And basically hangs up the phone. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then we get a quick thing with Ify. Ify. <laughs> there you go. Ify. Ify, I guess. Yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> safe air ify um basically he's like he can see that she's an expert with garden stuff and he's like i mm-hmm. want you here the next time the gardener's here and she's like oh i don't like to step on somebody else like another gardener's toes like he's like no no he's like but i think your input's important you clearly have knowledge and he's like plus next time edda comes to help miss idon like you have an excuse to be here like so he's looking mm-hmm. out for her too knowing she's there to look out for her niece yeah so then we um then we already Sarkon. talked about the whole Jerfair thing. So, Sar- right. yeah, Sarkon <laughs> stumbles upon Edda and Idon, and Edda's like, we're in a play right now. Hush. Like, <laughs> yeah. They like, both shush him. <laughs> and it's funny because he basically is mumbling about all the crazy people in his life. Uh-huh. Like, you guys have lost your minds. And I'm like, you hush. She's helping your mother, you turd. <laughs> like, you just let her be. But he's like, I deal with crazies at work. Then I come home and I'm dealing with them here. Like, basically, there's nobody normal in my life. Yeah. And then we switch back over to art life and F.A. had a meeting anyway. Yeah. So he is explaining about their competition 
for this big project. It's another con. Yes. People just heard the name con in the Uh live watch and were like, what the heck are we like bringing him back into play? But it's a – yeah, the last name is very different. It's a different con. It's a very different con. So I guess he's a second generation architect from a very – Famous. His dad was very famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also knows Emre from school, from college. Mm-hmm. So they're really close friends. So it's pretty hard, you know, pretty stiff competition yeah. to be up against. But Sercon comes and mm-hmm. he sees that they had a meeting without him. Mm-hmm. And not only did they have a meeting without him, they had a meeting in his office. In his office. How yeah. dare they? So – he comes and it's all very tense because he's there right at the end of the meeting and F.A. kind of just dismisses the meeting. He's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, we're done, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This but Sarah Khan just tells him, you know, he's flexing his power again. And he says, if you're going to have a meeting without me, you need to have it in the other meeting room and not in this office, blah, right. blah, And F.A. tells him, well, you should get used to my meetings. So I was like, okay, oh, brother. well, we're get we've got power struggles going on here. Mm-hmm. I do now. I full on, full stop. Don't like Fa. Done. I don't even want him to be redeemed. I know there are some of you out there, Jackie, who still want him <laughs> redeemed, and it's good. He probably needs some people in his corner rooting for him to uh, uh, turn away from his dark ways. But um, I did. <laughs> crack up at the fact that when he leaves the room, he very pointedly pushes the chair yes. in. Yes. <laughs> and Khan hates it. Even though Khan actually likes that. Yes. He hates when people leave them. Yeah. But he's but, like, oh, so you are observant. Like, mm-hmm. you do pay attention. You do catch on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just liked that little scene right there. Yeah. Um, so then Edda's at home getting ready for the party tonight and Ifair yes. helps her pick out a dress because she's got three laid out and the one she winds up picking is the one that Sarakon bought her mm-hmm. and Edda points that out to her like, oh, Sarakon bought that. And she's like, so what? It's blue. It'll keep the evil eye away. <laughs> like, put it on and don't be ashamed to wear it. Like, you go yeah. there and you show it off. Like, um, so, which I actually kind of liked because I was afraid the second she heard Sarakon bought it for her, she'd be like, burn it like you know? yeah but i liked that that's what she did um so now it's party time mm-hmm. and of course we kind of touched on this a little bit the assistant shows up and is of course getting her ang and fill they right you know um bets are made regarding asking her to coffee because pearl's basically trying to prove a point to him and we already and f- know how that turns out like right fairy and sarah connor giving him a hard time and yes they're like making fun of him it's pretty yes funny. Um, so Serkan goes to talk to Emre mm-hmm. and he ends up – as he's talking to Emre is when Ida comes and he right. sees her. But he ends up getting the job. Yes. He, he convinces, convinces Emre pretty easily it seems like. But mm-hmm. he convinces him and they officially have the job. So yep. yay them. Good job. So Edda walks by for like the third time and he <laughs> basically goes after her after this because he has secured the job with Emre. So he's like, good talking to you. Um, F.A. does come up to him and basically is trying to make nice and congratulate him. And Sercon's mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, thanks. And you're the yeah. one that brought them in. So – and he, but of course, F.A.'s trying to play that fake humility like, no, it wasn't – you know, but you're the one that secured the job. That – it was just a small part that I brought them in. Like, this is all you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, And um, then he walks off and follows Edda right to her spot where she is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and basically they have a little conversation 
Um, yeah. And he walks up and says hi, and she just kind of looks at him. And he asks her what she's drinking, which I don't know why, but maybe because he still thinks she might be pregnant. And it's interesting because she's just having a soda water. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that was just because she was like, I was just hung over after karaoke night and have no desire to like go right. there again. Or if that was supposed to be another thing that just eggs on like the could she be pregnant? But I, I really don't think she is. Um, And she says soda water. And he looks down and he says, did you wear this dress on purpose? <laughs> and she's like um holla chose it uh-huh and he's like okay and he's like so what's gonna happen with us Ida? like we're always around each other we're always working together and she's like well just like it was before that's how it's gonna be and he's like but before that time a lot of things happened and a lot of things have passed between us and she um she says are you afraid that those things will happen again Serkan? and he says aren't you afraid and um, he says, another thing I don't understand, why are you working here? Like, of all the places to be working at, um, you're working here with us. And she says, well, I work with F.A., so if he's working with you, then it's just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And he says, I don't believe in coincidences, which mm. I, Don, brought this up earlier, too, when yes. she's like, the baby's name is Sarkon, and he's like, it's just a coincidence, Mom. And she's like, but you don't believe in coincidences. Yeah. Um. So... He says, I don't – so I feel like that's going to come back up. Like, yeah. Um, I don't believe in coincidences. And then she's like, well, the fact that there are so many other people here you could be talking to, but you're talking to me is not a coincidence. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, I had some questions for you. And she says, well, all your questions have one answer. Stay away from me. Mm-hmm. And then she walks off. Yeah. Um. So, so the party goes on. They do the coffee test, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Serkan goes to tell Angin about the job. Mm-hmm. He's like, yay, we got the job. Awesome. Everything's exciting. And then there's a big crash. <gasps> Did you notice, too, right, right before that, Serkan says something, but he still has surprises up his sleeve? Like- yeah. So he says it was – that conversation was interesting. Yeah. With uh, – Angin, where is it? I actually took screenshots. Okay. Oh, this is interesting. Well, because Angin's kind of like, then, are you sure this doesn't have anything to do with Edda and Efe working together in that relationship? Like, I, I was trying to figure out like, were they, what were they trying to point us to? Like, yeah, because he says, he says, uh, Angin's all excited, and he's like, Mm -hmm. okay, calm down, don't get too excited. He's like, well, what is this arrogance? Of course, I'll be glad that we got the job. And Serkan says, okay, well, I still have surprises. And Angin's like, oh, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. And he says, ah, he gets all excited. I work with the best man in the world. And then Serkan says, I wish I could say the same about Efe. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. Uh-huh. And then Angin asks, yeah, okay, well, is this related to Ada and Efe's close relationship? Mm-hmm. And Serkan's like, oh, no. That's not at all. So I don't know if he has some I, – I don't know. I don't know if he has something else lined up mm-hmm. for the company maybe that he's planning on revealing. Yeah, that, that he's kind of got his own tricks up his sleeve mm-hmm. as far as progressing the company and he doesn't necessarily need F.A.'s connections right. to do well in the holding. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's kind of the whole point. Yeah. Because we know that Serkan is a really great businessman. Right. As well as a great architect. So yes. 
he's kind of got both portions of that. Mm-hmm. And I think F.A.'s whole thing has been he wants to earn trust with Sercon Sorry. By bringing in business yeah. for the holding. Yeah. So – so I just, yeah, I thought it was a very interesting, quick conversation that's cut short because then there's a very loud noise and a bunch yeah. of construction dust and things because basically part of the roof collapsed that they mm-hmm. had been working on, which is yeah. not good. No. Um, immediately after it happens and the, everyone's kind of shocked, like, what just went on? We pan over to F.A. running into the bathroom yep. and freaking out on the phone saying, like, holy crap, oh, no, like, I did it, but it was way bigger than what I planned on. I I did my part, but yeah, it was way more damage than I was expecting. It wasn't supposed to be this big, but don't worry, I'll fix it. So first of all, again, shows, well, you're a landscape architect, so of course you wouldn't know that making a tiny change in a set of plans would Mm -hmm. could cause this huge thing. Now, I'm sitting here freaking out because at this point now, everyone's outside. Sarkon's kind of away from everyone else inwardly freaking out and stewing because yeah this is a huge thing that's on him yeah and you know edda asks if there's anything she could do and he doesn't really say anything she's like do you want to be left alone and he says yes so she was like okay i'll leave you alone and she takes off i'm sitting here thinking like okay he really must be flipping out not just because this is the first time something like this has happened to him but because 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 of edda like this has to scream familiarity with Oh, yeah. The, you know, this could have hurt and killed people depending Uh on how badly it went, like just like it did to her parents. Like, and I think it could be a catalyst for either way. I don't know yet. Either for him to maybe be a little more understanding towards his dad about what happened because now it happened Mm. to him. Or it could serve to do the exact opposite because Serkan, as we know, is not his father and does take responsibility for this, does not try to hide it, does not try right. to pawn it off on someone else. Um, the irony in this being his dad did that when it actually was his fault and mm-hmm. Serkan is doing the opposite in, in and taking responsibility and it's not his fault. He just doesn't yeah. know that. Um, yeah. So, it, uh, like, it just – I I thought this whole thing I mean <laughs> obviously it's not good right. but I was like I think this is a good thing for mm-hmm. as far as moving forward and mm-hmm. moving the plot because as we see in the end scene when Ada is the only one sticking yep. up for him and yep. Ada knows that he couldn't possibly yes. have done something like this, uh-huh. this is going to prepare her mm-hmm. for when the truth is revealed. Yep. And I think that it's also helping Serkan and almost bringing him to a breaking point uh-huh. with this whole situation because yeah. – I he can only handle so much, right? And not that I want him hurting, obviously. No, no, no. But I think that this is really gonna be end up being a catalyst mm-hmm. as far as the truth coming out mm-hmm. and all of these things because Serkan was so adamant that he was the one to write up the blueprints, he was the one to lead this project, all of these things, and now for all intents and purposes, this is his fault. Well, seemingly, yes. And even like when, um. Emre and Osley show up at the office upset mm-hmm. and clearly severing ties with him. Like, well, clearly we're not going right. to give you this job now. And of course, Sarkon's like, I get it. I understand. Right. Even when F.A., because F.A.'s like, oh, crap, I really screwed up. I wasn't supposed to screw my own friends over this badly. Yep. He's trying to fix it. And yeah. 
and try to make excuses. And mm-hmm. Sarah Khan's like, nope, do what you got to do, even if you yeah. have to sue me. Like, you're going to set up a – you're going to sue me for this? I understand. Do what you have to. Mm-hmm. Like, he is just full on owning the fault, even though he can't – he still doesn't know how this happened. He's like, it doesn't matter. It was my project. It's my fault. So, right. um, you know, I, I actually – as much as it sucks because this is all F.A.'s fault and I hate him, I love that Sarah Khan's like, no, I'm stepping up. Like, I'm taking mm-hmm. responsibility. Now, after that happens, F.A. kind of chases after his friends to seemingly, I'm assuming, try to smooth it over and not completely sever things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's chaos. Sarah Khan's in the office himself, obsessing over the plans, looking over it pointedly. He looks like a cage tiger. Yes, he I, does. I feel so bad for him yep. in this whole scene because yep. he's so obviously losing it. He's yep. so obviously flipping out Yep. because he's like, great, first this, first this happened to Ada and her family and it was my dad's fault mm-hmm. and now this has happened and it's my fault. What right. if I could have hurt somebody? Well, he's just spiraling at this point. And their parents, he could have very well orphaned yeah. A baby. Like, yep. baby Serkan could have been up there. Yep. So, you know, he's obsessing. Angan walks in and basically informs him, like, brother, I'm really sorry. It was an – I poured over everything and it all boils back to an error in the drawings. Yeah. Now, putting a pin in this really quickly, mm-hmm. you know, when he said that, I was like, okay. First of all, I already mentioned, I need Celine's, you know, logic to come into play and go, yeah. that's weird that this happened right after F.A. told me he was going to teach Sarkhan a lesson. I'm suspicious. So I need mm-hmm. I need that. Mm-hmm. And I need them to pour over everything so carefully because F.A. changed the plans at the office, correct. which means Sarkhan's, Sarkhan's sent mm-hmm. email will have the correct plans and they will yeah. find the discrepancy in what Sarkhan sent and what was printed to at least prove yeah. That somebody changed something. Yeah. And Likely his computer will have the original plans as well. Right. And they'll yep. be able to see his that, laptop. There's a, that there's an, a marked difference yes. between the two. Yes. It should be an easy find. There's yes. going to be evidence. Yes. Because it's a literal paper trail. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I need that to happen. Um, and so – Angan, though, is telling him, like, listen, man, you might have been distracted. You know, you were distracted with the whole thinking, like, Ada uh, was pregnant. You had a lot going on yesterday. You're only human. Which then, which again, ties into F.A.'s whole, oh, wow, you could get all these plans taken care of, even though you had all this stuff happening. Like, right. so, you know, it's like planting the stuff in his head that maybe he did let himself get distracted. Mm-hmm. And, of course, now the news is blowing it up way out of proportion, talking about, like, a whole collapse rather than just, like, part of a roof and Celine, I'm like Celine is sucking as a PR manager. That's what I said. Like, I couldn't stop them from publishing the story, and it's like, okay, then what are you doing? Then what? Yeah, I know. What good are you? Exactly. So, she and Peril are taking all these phone calls. Everyone's on edge. Fifi um, and Ifair find out. They Fifi, see it on the news. Yes. Fifi tells Idon. Of yes. course, Idon is like, does anybody hurt? Are Were there any casualties? Yes. And he explains, no, everybody's fine. It just yep. looks bad for the company. So, and again, I wrote the – and here, it's irony and growth because, again, um, r- you know – as Ada storms in, we'll go over that. But mm. episode one, Sarkon, first of all, never admitted to mistakes. Yeah. And even if you found them, he still wouldn't. Like, and Layla basically had told Ada that. Mm-hmm. So you have episode one, Sarkon, who is like, yeah, no, I don't make mistakes, to this Sarkon, mm. who actually is owning it 
And again, the irony being that it's actually not his own mistake, but just the growth in him even being willing to own it um, is amazing. And he starts, so he starts losing it though. He's throwing stuff. He's forgetting. Everyone else is like, whoa, stay away. But not Edda. She's like, let's forge right into the fire. Yeah. And she runs in and um, she kind of grounds him because she's like, she runs in and she's like, Sarkon, like yells. And he's like, what, Edda? Like kind of pulls him from his spiral a little bit. Yeah. And she's like, listen, you couldn't have done this. It's a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And he says, Edda, please leave. Like, please get out of here. And she's like, no, I'm not going to leave you alone. Yeah. And he says, please leave. And for him, because it's not – I don't even think it's because he doesn't want to see her. It's just because he's losing it and probably doesn't want her in the warpath. Well, and he also is probably like, you of all people are the last person I want to see after I've made – the uh, same he, yeah. mistake that my father did. That's right. probably his equation in his mind. Is yes. Like, he is now just as bad as his own father. Yeah. And he says, get out. And she says, no. And she says, um, she's like, I know you. You couldn't have done that. There's some sort of mistake. Yeah. Now, again, I not irony, but just showcasing how different they are. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> all evidence points to Sarah Khan. Right now, Sarkon made this huge mistake, yeah. this small mistake that made a huge consequence. And she immediately is like, no way. He didn't do this. Mm-hmm. It's totally different from what his reaction was when it looked like she had helped Khan. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm, you know, that's all been dealt with and he admitted his mistake there and all that. But just showcasing how different they are and how good she is for him because she believes the best in people. Yeah. And he clearly doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this really showcases that because she says, I know you. You couldn't have done that. This is some kind of mistake. And he says, Edda, why are you doing this? Like, basically, why are you trying to make me feel better about this? Yeah. And she says, because I believe in you, Sir Combolat. Yeah. And, and he's like, well, you believe in the wrong person. And she's like, I'm not just talking about architecture. Mm-hmm. And she says, but regarding architecture, you are the best one in the world. And you are always preparing huge projects. You never could have made such a mistake like this. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, I'm the best architect, right? And he like thrusts the plans. And he's like, then why am I doing such a stupid thing? And he like throws the papers again. And he's like, Edda, please just get out. Mm-hmm. And okay. And she says, no. And she grabs his arm. Yeah. And he says, Edda, I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Please leave me alone. And she says, Sarah Khan. And she like grabs his face now Mm -hmm. funny thing is we actually got more of this scene in the fragment than we did in this actual scene um because she doesn't finish her sorry i just hit the mic if you guys heard that um she she's about to say there's something right um but we don't see that here she just grabs his face and the episode ends they're just having Mm -hmm. some intense eye contact and she's i think just trying to ground him yeah um physically and mentally because he's just spiraling understandably so um so the episode ends and um so yeah we end on quite literally a bang (laughs) yeah um and you know obviously we all thought initially like there's something you're finally getting him to tell you like what happened and that's not at all where this episode went um but like you said it's moving other plot points forward and yeah um again hopefully it means that people are going to start putting things together and be like okay wait let me go check on this. Let's look at that. And it it gets found out. I sh- sure, certainly hope so. Um, well, and I'm hoping that her reaction to this situation will 
finally maybe convince him and give him some peace of mind as to how she would react or even eventually come mm-hmm. to grips with the truth about their families. Yes. Because she is sticking up for him right now. Yes, she is. And she believes in him and it doesn't matter. And and she, even though, again, for all intents and purposes, it looks like it is his fault, mm-hmm. she's still not upset. She's still not blaming him. Nope. So the fact that it was his father's fault, I think this should be – just more proof, more mm-hmm. proof of how she would react to the truth. Yes. But yeah, because if she's already defending him when with the information that's available shows that it's his fault, like you say, why wouldn't she even be more understanding when it's something he's removed from? Yep. The only thing is, is that he's related to the person who did this, you know? Right. Um. So yeah, I think you're right that it's like, hopefully this will show him like, it, it's going to either show him that, yeah, she has this understanding mm-hmm. in her heart or it's just going to further prove to him that he doesn't believe an angel like that who's just so good and so – you right. know what I mean? Like it's going to do His one of those two things. Right. Because we all know he struggles with those feelings. Yeah. Um. So about those fragments, okay, the they're like killing it with the fragments lately because last week's were really, really good. Um, except for the fact that it spoiled the final scene. This week's, I'm almost positive, do not spoil the final scene. For once. Um, for once. And I kind of love that they did them backwards. Like, the second fragment had more of the beginning of the episode in it because we see Edda in these same clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that they kind of mixed up the timelines a little bit. And just, again, I feel like we're entering into a new chapter here. Like, the feel, the music, the season, the fact that even Sarkhan's moving. Um, all of that feels very like, okay, we're kind of closing a chapter here and moving mm-hmm. into something else, yeah. um, which I'm ready for. Yeah. And um, like somebody pointed out too, because they talk about how it's fall. And, you know, I immediately when they're in that first fragment, when they're talking and he's talking about um, how fall kind of basically is like an ending. It's sad. It's, you know, um, like – like things are ending, it's over because the leaves are falling off the trees. I love how Edda points out to him that actually it's the opposite. What you're thinking is a sadness is actually a miracle. It's not an end, but a beginning. Mm-hmm. And, and Sarah Khan says, then maybe nothing is as it seems. Um, and this person, um, Lena on Twitter, who whose tweet was sent to me by Evie or Evie, I'm not sure um, which way you say your name. But this person said, it's really important that it's Sarkhan is the one who says that Autumn feels like an ending because it's Sarkhan who said it's over, meaning between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And Edda saying, no, it's a miracle. It's not an ending, but a beginning. Um, she says, like, it's like Sarkhan is Autumn himself because nothing is as it seems. He's not really a robot. He does know how to love. He's not cold and ruthless. He took care of Layla, her sister. He donates money to the orphanage, saved Ifair's shop. But he's hiding something from Edda. And he's – um and. Right now, he's hiding his feelings, and then when he realized he would lose her, um, he finally told her that he was in love with her, the, the ending of episode 11. And she says, once again, he's hiding something now, Even and even though he's buried it, Edda can feel it, because Edda sees him with her heart. And she's like, and then this person, which magically brings us back to the story of the little prince. It's only in the heart that one can see rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. Mm-hmm. He says, Serkan is autumn. Edda is spring. He is the star. She is the sun. He's the little prince. She's the fox. Hmm. 
So I liked that. Um, I like that because and I also immediately thought of that. Um, I think it's a Robert Frost quote. Life starts all over again when it gets crisp in the fall, like mm. that whole thing. Um, so and then again, goes with the whole number 159 thing, portions that are ending and new beginnings. So black roses. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really think that like this is a, supposed to be a turning point in the show for us. Yeah. This coming week. Um, and so, um, yeah. And then somebody named Serena sent us a, um, her thoughts about Baba and Serkan, which they kind of go with a, a few things that I was saying. But she says, we see a bit of parallelism in which Serkan – um, and others except for Edda believe that the collapsing of the walls in that house that night was his fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alptekin also believing that the walls collapsing for Edda's parents is his fault, even though – I mean, it is, but it isn't in the sense that, like, it's the person's shoddy work that did it. Right. Um, and for that reason, Serkan might be able to understand his father since he had this situation happen to him now and maybe eventually forgive him but we also know that Serkan's not at fault here and since his story and his father's stories we see some parallelism we might also eventually see that the main reason why those walls collapsed was not Alptekin's fault either and maybe get him some forgiveness um as well not only that but we know that F.A. and his secret partner are the main reason why Serkan's walls collapsed so F.A. and his partner might also be at fault for the walls collapsing on Ada's parents as well now, I don't know about that only because I think F.A. is kind of young, so mm. I don't know. But it would be interesting to find out that his part, like, maybe if his partner isn't Baba Ane, like we're all thinking, what if his partner also had a hand in um, in what happened to Edda's parents? Like, Right. Um, I mean, their, their new competition is supposedly a second generation architect. Right. So maybe him and Alpt- the dad and Alptekin mm-hmm. also had a rivalry like mm-hmm. the other Khan yep. and his father. Yep. And maybe there's like all these rivalries mm-hmm. in the architecture community. Well, and again, this whole don't believe in coincidences, how coincidental right. that it was they were very similar accidents, different consequences because Serkans was on a much smaller scale, thank God. Right. Um, but yeah, like, so I just – I love all the theories floating around out there. And someone even wrote on Twitter, like, like you know, do we maybe think that Serkan moving closer to Edda's school? Because we've learned that that apartment is right by her school, her university, where she'll be back at. Mm-hmm. Um, someone says that kind of sniff – it kind of smells of the doctor who, like, lived – moved next bought that house and moved next door to the woman that he loved oh yeah um so that he could be near her so i was like oh i like that yeah so i think it was someone named eva on twitter who kind of like pointed that out so um i don't know a lot of good things what do you have to say about the whole celine thing like i think it's a misdirect i do too because it's like okay it, Your house. We we've been down this road. Mm-hmm. We know that Celine isn't interested. I could see Eda having an issue with them living together because you know. Well, yeah. That's. that's well, and while a we know Serkan, and while we know Serkan doesn't have feelings for her, we also know that he lets logic drive him. Right. So, like, she could be concerned about his logic telling him to be with her, especially right. because we know Celine would probably welcome him back because. She has made it very clear he's, like, been the most important person to her. He'll always be that way. She'll always love him. He was her first love, all this stuff. Right. Um, Because – but, yeah, people were, like, freaking out. And I'm like, listen, I think it's a misdirect. Like, I – like, maybe she'll wind up staying in Serkan's old house on the actual Bolot property. Right. Which would then, again, 
make the whole like, oh, Celine's at your house. And he'd be like, yeah, she's at my house, but it's not the house I'm living in right now. Like maybe right. that's what the end of that sentence is. Right. Um, and honestly, if there's going to be some kind of maybe jealous plot, like I'd honestly rather it be with her because we know that's not going to go anywhere than some mm-hmm. new character showing up to yeah. like make it a jealous. So yeah. I'm like, I'm not really worried about it. I'm yeah, more either. excited about Idon actually showing up to his I house. Um, what happens with him and Edda in that bookstore when they are making eyes at each other over the shelves, um, mm-hmm. their walk home, that whole conversation rather than just the portions of it. Um, I don't know. I just feel like there's a big shift coming and I'm excited to see what it is. And I'm not hopeful for her finding out um, about her parents, but I am hopeful that like we're we're going to see some positive changes that hope that are leading to not only her finding out about that at some point but fa being found out because this was just like you crossed a major line like yeah the fact that you willingly put people in danger just because you thought you knew what you were doing like it it's just so devious and like yeah. ugh. so like there's no excuse like there's absolutely no excuse and it just makes me want to know who the heck his partner is even more like yeah. even though i think it's grandma it very well could not be it could be an entirely different competitor so anyways yep. um i think that's everything and if not oh well there's like yeah, i always feel like i have plenty. so many theories and stuff that yeah like i can't possibly remember them all um but anyways so yeah we'll be back of course next week you guys after volume 18 airs um i'll miss probably getting to live watch with you all this week but i am very excited to watch the episode uh when it does drop and um just a quick reminder all of our social media links and everything are in the episode notes you can um also uh become a subscriber to north america 10 one of our new affiliate partners they post uh reviews and recaps and subs and subtitle fragments for not just central kapama but several other dz's and um translate a lot of interviews and things like that for a lot of our favorite stars so uh check out their link below and you can find them all over social media as well um but yeah we'll be back next week with uh volume 18 so until next time good to call. Good